Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Craft and Puro podcast. You are here with your host, the Viking. Yeah, the Bourbon Cowboy. And how about them Chiefs, huh? Oh. Oh, uh, we'll get there. I know, we'll get there. I know, I'm just looking up uh, I 10-day forecast. What we got? Rain for like three or four days. Nothing but rain. Good thing it's 10 days away. 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, rain. But, you know, shit, we, that's a ways away that yeah, it could all change. We shall be fine. But it does surprise me sometimes. Um, anyway, yeah, well, let's go, man. Cheers. Cheers, Another day. dude. <laughs> yeah, we're both starting out a little slow. At least I am. I'm still recovering from yeah. the actual game. And then, you know, kind of a come down yesterday from it and relax a little bit. But, um, I mean, we've been supporting them hard. Right, so this is why I pulled these out. Uh, this isn't a new cigar to us by any means. I know you have smoked it. I've smoked it. We've just never actually done it on the podcast. These are Undercrown Maduros from Drew Estate. Mm. Okay. Uh, I know we've smoked these together. We have yeah. to have at some point. I just know they've not been on here. And I was looking, I was like, well, undercrowns, right? I mean, Chiefsman under the crown, you know, and everyone's trying to hold that crown. But they are, they, they, the fucking king, they right? do hold the crown until somebody the head takes under the it. Crown. Head under the crown, champs. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right. There you go. Beautiful. Oh, it does be fun. Um, yeah, I was just looking around, I was like, it didn't have anything, and the, the, the massive chocolate bar that the thing smells like is insanity. Yeah, it smells like a cigar chocolate yeah. bar. Yeah, and I the this is one of those funny things we talk about a lot. Like they were just kind of on one of the shelves in the MI Tall Humidor. I and I can't tell. I don't remember the last time I bought Undercrown. So there's that. <laughs> so I thought we'd fire those up and get into our shindig, dude. Did you watch uh, Night Country? No, not yet. Okay. That's the plan tonight. Have it. Well, I kind of know what it's about. Oh, it, they show. It's definitely about what you think it's about. One of them's up in Roman. Yes. Out of the snowbank. Yes, but yeah, you watch it. Just watch it. Yeah. It's it's gnarly. I mean, it is. It is very unique, and this doesn't ruin anything by any means. The way they're getting to the point, it's really unique how they're playing around with it. Well, I'm just telling anybody who is liking the new True Detective, what is it called, Night Country? Night Country, yeah. You need to go back and look at, I don't know if it's on Prime, but it's called Fortitude. It's on Prime. It's on Prime. Have you, have you seen it? I watched it when you told me to watch it. Well, there's like three seasons. No, I haven't seen the whole thing, but yeah. I've, star- I've started the show when you told oh. me to start the show. Yeah, because yeah. I'm saying if you like what you're seeing on Night Country... It's almost, it's the same concept that's happening in Fortitude. Picks up a little faster. 
like storyline and fortitude. fortitude. But I think that's per plan, though, you know, because it's only what's the show is only what eight episodes. I just remember me and Janine like, what the hell's going on? Is it like they've eaten something or they got some sort of virus from the, the, you know, the permafrost is melting, obviously, up there. And they're uh, uncovering, you know, all kinds of things. And somebody, I mean, mammoth meat. I mean, I don't know that I could eat mammoth. That would be pretty scary. Now, a tusk? I'm all in on a tusk. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having one. But I ain't going to... Remember in Northern one. Exposure? You go out to this guy way in the woods, and he's got, like, a grill, and he's got, like, a, a, a steak bigger than the grill. Yeah. And he goes, I'm just cooking up a little mammoth. <laughs> um, so yeah. it's funny, because right now there's this guy, like, speaking of mammoth and everything like that in Alaska and shit, there's, he's, it's called the Boneyard, and this guy was a gold hunter. Like a legitimate, like he went there with the um, those big water cannons where they spray the permafrost. Yeah. Well, he bought this section of land, and since he's bought it, it's it's like 11 miles, I think, is what he has, his, or 11 acres, sorry, is what his land is. They're they're pulling whole mammoths up out of the permafrost, like bone structure, obviously. Yeah. Right? Not like fucking you know alive or no shit, but you know what I mean. Um, Saber tooth elk. Short-faced bear, like all this shit that people for the longest time said didn't live in Alaska. This dude's got this too. Oh, I, I can show you. I forgot. But that is crazy cool. You know how I am when I start reading, like interested in something. So that town in True Detective, Enos. I was like, I have to know if this place is real. So Enos is a real town, but it's not the town that's in the show. The town in the show is based on an old Inuit town. It is the closest American city to the Arctic Circle. Can you guess what its average temperature in January is? Uh, minus 39 degrees. 18 below zero, yes. Oh. Average. Which means that takes the high and the low together. Because um, I wanted to know about the tattoo and all the indigenous girls in the show. The that chin one, thing. the chin one, that yeah. girl that played in... Um, was it Hell's Hell on Wheels? Well, there's Hell on Wheels. One of the girls that was Hell on Wheels, or there was. That's the no, Bridges movie. No, that, isn't that the train movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the train robber movie. I think she was. <laughs> there was a girl in there. Which one? The daughter? Uh, no, I think she was just. There's. You'll watch the it black tonight. guy in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you'll was tell me. common? He, it was common yes. that was in it. Watch it tonight, and you'll tell me if that's who that is. Because in the third episode, the one that's out, you meet a lot more of them. I shouldn't say it like that. You meet a lot more of the natives. Well, I, I've always known that there is a lot of spooky stuff up there. Or should I say down there? I always get it confused. It's up there. Antarctica is all the way to the top. Antarctica is below us. Well, that's what I was saying. I get it confused. Alaska so. is west. So that's the north. North point of Alaska, yeah. So the, they're down at the southernmost. Of the Ar- in the Arctic Circle, yes, yeah, southernmost of the Arctic Circle, technically the way it looks. It's a weird island, but I don't know. I'll tell you, um, it's actually very comforting. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this in this day and age with a TV show to have to wait weekly to watch it. I hate that now. I do. I'm, I'm with this kind of show, the Who Done It, What the Fuck is Going On show. I like it. 
Because if not, I wouldn't have gone to bed last night. And I no, just I'm a, I've been thing. a banger of late. You know, whatever I get going, it's, typically it's not till around 7, yeah. 8 o'clock. Right. 40-minute hits, and then 12 o'clock's rolling around, and then I'm just like, just let them keep going. What are you going to do? Watch two episodes? Get out of here, bro. The only thing I don't like is I like kind of watching them consecutively because I keep everything together. That's what I thought was hard about the Game of Thrones, man. I mean, there's so much shit going on, and you have to wait every week. You almost need to go back an hour before the next one starts and play back and just because there's so much shit going on. I will, I will, agree, I do agree with that completely. Because that, that, especially in a show like that, when you got, you know, what, nine families, fucking everybody trying to whatever. Um, speaking of that, you saw they're in production of season two of House of the Dragons. They're filming right now. I guess everything's delayed. I just keep Well, thinking. that dude, forget about that writer's strike that was, what, a quarter long last year? Well, the bike riders was supposed to come out um, in December. November, well, that's that Tom Hardy movie. Right. You were supposed to have Dune 2 was supposed to be out in November. My brother went to New York. Yeah, that's coming to watch in March it now. With his friends. Um, so, and I, apparently they just started filming... Uh, the third season of White Lotus in mm-hmm. Thailand. I love that show. White Lotus? Such a good show. Yeah. First season was all, the second season was kind of uh, whatever, but I liked it. It was good. Anyway, so before we jump into anything else, I see we've got some old favorites out here. Over there. Well, um, now, unfortunately, I went downstairs and I've re, you know, if you've been on the podcast, let you know I reorganized my, and cataloging everything that I have. But um, we haven't had Jack Daniels bonded. We haven't had old granddad bonded. And then the Melody Brothers. And then, of course, there's J.W. Dent. And there's a host of other um, bibs, Bottle and Bond. Um, but I just grabbed these three and thought maybe we'd give them a little shout-out tonight and see how they're doing. Um, has absolutely no reflection on the Chiefs whatsoever. No tie-in or nothing. Why? But, what do you mean? No uh, way? Not at all? No. Um, well, I thought this would be fun. I don't know if I've ever shared with you the Undercrown story and why Undercrown exists. Um, so when Steve Saka was still at Drew Estate, the original blender of the Liga Pravada line, um, there, there was, there's a, a community rumor, like a industry rumor, that the reason Undercrown exists for Drew Estate is the cigar rollers were rolling up Liga Bravada and they were smoking it. It was so good. So they were like, okay, guys, you can't keep smoking all the Liga Bravada, but let's do something else. So this is the Undercrown Maduro, so a different wrapper, but Undercrown Broadleaf, the Connecticut Broadleaf normally comes out. That is the same blend that's on the original Liga Pravada number nine, but not of age. So a younger, younger wrapper, probably a different varietal wrapper, and younger binder filler to create the cigar. And this cigar was made for all the tobaculeras to use this to smoke when they were rolling instead of smoking up all the Liga Pravada. And then it came out, and now it's just a staple inside Drew Estate and yeah. uh, all that. Yeah. And Drew Estate's still always one of the fascinating companies to me because you've actually been in conversation with me with people where they've been discussing acid and we've brought up Drew Estate and and their knowledge and their mind, those are two different companies. 
Right. Not true. <laughs> that is. That's well, like, then that's either like the, that, the boom, meat. Drew Estate, acid cigars in that, and then start talking about general cigars and what they have under their umbrella is even crazier. That's very true, under general, but the, the, the Drew Estate one's always been funny. It's not even funny, it's actually fascinating that even, you've heard me talk about this a lot, when it comes to infused cigars. I do not smoke infused cigars. I don't like them. Uh, it's kind of weird to me, right? But Drew Estate, Fabrica, Fabrica Drew Estate, even though they're owned, Swisher's the compartment company that owns them now, they're one of the top retailing cigar companies in the world. Right. Acid is also one of the top retailing cigar companies in the world. Isn't that the number one cigar? In- it is the number one infused cigar sold, yes. And it, for in time, depending on how you look, in the United States, it's the number one cigar sold, yes. Right. Yes, yes. Um, cigar line, I should say. But it's interesting that, I mean, there are people that, yeah, we've met people that their daily smoke is a Padron 90 little hammer, but they finish the day with a Cuba Cuba. And, you know, they know Padron, but acid is made by Drew Estate. It's not Drew Estate. I mean, no, actually, it, it's like 100% Drew Estate. Like, it's all done by Drew Estate, you know? Just an interesting thing like that, but... No, I like yeah. it. Undercrown's, Undercrown's cool. And, of course, Undercrown has grown now, too. I mean, you've got Undercrown, Maduro, Shade, uh, Sumatra, I think they did one. No, no, no. Sun, Sungrown. Sungrown. They did a Sungrown one. Uh, they played around with them a bit, so it's kind of cool. You know. But this is always my older favorite. You know, when you couldn't buy boxes of cigars all the time and you had to get sticks, you know, even back in 2011, 12, Ligas were shit. They were still uh, probably 18, I don't know, 16, 17 dollars, you know? And you could get an Undercrown for seven and a half, you know? So you could buy almost three cigars for one. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm just like... You're good there. I think this thing doesn't have a, a big... Um, anyway, what I'm doing, I was changing the colors behind our screens, just checking a few things out. I put. Oh yeah, dude. So I'm gonna send you the ones I put up. Cause you plug those in, you work them through your phone. Huh? And they were like $19 on Amazon. I'm not even kidding. Like 19 yeah, bucks. I have no idea. I've had these. I've actually had these in a box and lost these them. These the ones we still put up on Sunday? Yeah. 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 Okay. But I've had them in a box, and I, I, you know, just kind of had forgotten about them until this whole thing goes. But you see that that metal rail that goes up and out? Yeah. I got to get rid of that. That's driving me crazy. Isn't that what's hiding your wiring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to have it redone and put it under the drywall. Oh, okay. Like Because I will probably, I've got a deer head I want to put up there, I think. In the middle of it? That'd be cool. Yeah. Because I have the room, why not put my deer head back up? Why not? Anyway, well, no, man, this is, I know we've smoked this, but Mm. I mean, it's. I just did a quick read through on the episodes, and I'm like, I don't think, I know we did Liga. We've done Liga a couple times. We've done nines, and then we did nine verse T52. Um, And I saw these, and I was like, I thought I could have a joke with that Undercrown thing. But. Good. Oh, yeah. 
Well, yeah, speaking of the um, the Chiefs winning, which for the first time, watching all the, you know, the guys talking about who they thought was going to win this game, I, I just I didn't hear one person that say the Chiefs was going to win. No, but it. there was one. I told you there was one guy. Even Kurt Warner jumped off the yep. boat. Yep. Um, I'm not sure who his name, what his name is. I think his first name, he's on first take, I think. Something's on one of those panel shows. He's the only one that's been running Mahomes through the playoffs. Well, I did see a blip on my phone, too. There's only one sports writer. Still, his predictions are right on target. And he has the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. He, he predicted everything that was going to happen last year, and every one of his predictions have come right. Hey, I, I'm telling you, I think they do. I'm going with do. that one. I'm going I'm with that go one, with yeah. That. I think that, dude, I'm... I am, you know, it would be very arrogant of you to say that you're not worried at all, but I'm like, dude, the tougher game was Detroit. And I think Spags' defense. Well, do you think the tougher game would have been with Detroit or Baltimore? Detroit. You thought, you think that would have been tougher than Baltimore? No, 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 no. I think Baltimore was the toughest game, period. I, I think we already played and, the and toughest And I, I know it's funny saying that, seeing how well they played. That was the hardest game, period. I'm telling you, that Flowers, that guy is, like, everywhere. He, yeah. That guy is good. Yeah. And then now you look at the Niners, and I look at the Niners, right, and everybody's talking about how they came back and put up 21 points and Brock Purdy running around. I'm like, that's because Campbell made the decision to drop his defense back to force him to throw, right? Right, they changed their whole yeah, game plan. Yeah, and he started running on them. And they never, he just never adapted back. And I'm telling you right now. And Detroit now, didn't even, they run like six times in the second Detroit, half and ran 21 in the first. Detroit does not, they, obviously they're professional football players, okay? You know, we're doing this armchair quarterbacking thing, but... Detroit does not have the corners or the safeties that the Chiefs have, okay? They were lighting Lamar Jackson up and still playing single-man coverage down the field. If Brock Purdy thinks he's going to get up on his toes and run like that, he will get hurt. And I, I, you don't ever want to see that happen. But when those and boys he's a gunslinger. hit, when those boys hit, they clap. And if you want to sling that ball out like that, <laughs> okay. Lamar started slinging it. Look, and what, look happened. what happened. Yeah. yeah. And here's the other thing everybody seems to kind of forget about, right? Yeah. A winner who is out. That's a bummer. Willie Gay is going to be healthy and clear for this game, which means he's spying Purdy the whole game. But which just, come on, baby. And then you look at you look at the Niners, right? And strength of schedule, they didn't really play. And it's, it's the NFC, right? They didn't really play anybody that crazy this year. The Ravens beat them horribly. It was like 41-17 or some shit. Like six weeks ago, five weeks ago, it was like week 17 or 18 of the season. Smoked them, right? The Green Bay game, a little back and forth NFC action. Had that kicker not missed that kick, they're not even here. Well, I think it just all comes back for me. And like you were talking about points, I'm sorry, last night with that Lions game, or on Sunday with the Lions game, if Campbell would have taken those field goals. Yep. We're talking about the Lions right now. Yep. Right? If the Chiefs. And what an immaculate reception off the helmet of the defender to catch it and get into the end zone. When shit goes your way, I mean, it goes what, your way. It, it went, I mean, we had a nice one. Yeah. Sneed <clears throat> got in there <coughs> and got that ball up before it crossed. I mean, there's just... Yep. But, I, listen, when you get to playoff football 
And the Chiefs did it right. Listen, they've had some mojo problems, you know, the last four or five games coming down the pipe, but they kind of got it corrected. And then when they got into their wild card game, they played great. They clicked. And then when they got to the um, AFC or the, the divisional, uh, the divisional, they played better. Yep. Now they got to the AFC. And they played their best game. And I continually think they're getting better every week. The defense is doing everything right. The specialty teams is doing everything. We're tackling in space. We're making the catches. I've only seen one drop ball that I can remember um, last week. Kelsey dropped it. He against did the, drop against one? the Bills. Remember how that slant? He dropped one against the Bills. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying they are peaking right at the perfect time now i the niners are they good yes but i have seen them get razzled yeah you get purdy off his game and whatever and well and they take statistically this year they've been down uh i think over 500 of their game over half their games going into the second half and i'm like okay so that works when you've got a team that backs off and gets comfortable on defense with a lead. The funniest thing about the Chiefs is the defense never slows down for four quarters. You worry about the offense getting comfortable and Andy slowing it down. Spags doesn't slow down. And if you go down 17 against this Chiefs team on the 11th, pack your shit and go home. Because then, then they will start play that game where they waste five minutes of drive to get Harrison Bugger to the 40-yard line and just three at a time. <laughs> they'll take three shots. They'll try and get it there. Three points at a time. They'll this, do it after this, the lead. <clears throat> this other sports announcer said something else. He said, he goes, I've been around the Chiefs a lot. And he goes, I was around the locker room. I was around the game. And these guys are having fun. But let me tell you something. It's all business. And when they go to the Super Bowl, They've been there every year, right, for the last... Four out of five years. The last four or five out of years. They've seen all the hoopla. They've done it all. They see it. They're going there to get history made. I mean, they're they're going there to get business done. And it ain't done until they win. And that's what he said. Mahomes is so locked in right now. Yeah, they're going to go. And the narrative right now is... The Niners coming back after last year when Brock Purdy and everybody got hurt and the Eagles beat him in the NFC Championship, blah, blah, blah. And now they're at full health. And when they played the Chiefs 2019 season, 2020 Super Bowl, they led that game. And then they ended up losing. And there's all these videos of George Kittle on the sidelines saying he would be back. He would be back. Well, now you're back. And... There is a thing called wanting it too damn much, right? When the professionalism and the experience of this Chiefs team is they're pushing to the peak, but not making the mistake, right? right? You know, this is where you see a young quarterback like Brock Purdy. And, and let me just get this shit clear. Brock Purdy has accomplished nothing in his two years of football, okay? Yes, he got the team to the NFC Championship twice. Yeah, that's that's there, but that's also with Christian McCaffrey on their back, and you know defense is not playing McCaffrey very well last year. Played him great this year, um, but you haven't been there, 
right? One time you went there, you got nervous and got your, your shit fucked up. You slowed down, you know? And now, <laughs> look, you got... It should terrify you that somebody like Chris Jones doesn't know if he's going to be in Kansas City next year. We don't know. He might not be. How hard do you think he wants that ring? How hard? I think he wants I think no, they he's all He's going to rip you apart to get to that ring. And if you think that all of a sudden that Snead and McDuffie and Reed and Bolton and everybody else are just going to slow down and stop? No. No, dude. And then there's things where, like, you know, it's a brother, Brock man. Purdy. Everybody's going to want to carry say their Brock life. Purdy sees Brandon Ayuk one-on-one with McDuffie, right? We've seen this happen this year a lot. He cocks that ball back and lets it go. McDuffie stutter steps and Sneed sneaks right under the fucking ball, right? And that's what happens when you force them into that. And if he gets back into these deep wind-ups like this, so one thing about Spag's defense, they come in swinging like an octopus and <laughs> smack that ball away. Well, I'm excited. We may have to bring a bigger TV out there. <laughs> I have one in my basement. I've got one bigger than that in my basement. I might have. Uh, I might order it. Problem is, if it's, I can't put it in that case. Uh, put a bigger case no, up. We can just hook it up for the day or something. Yeah, I don't care. I just hope it's, you know, we'll, we'll just have to be looking to the weather guys. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we'll be all right. Um, but excited about that. Well, that'd be fun. I'm sure we'll be talking about that over the next two weeks. No, I <clears throat> I listen to a lot of chirping and everything. And, you know, a lot said on that Dallas game and a lot talked about... Um, with them losing. There's more talk about the losing than there was about the winning, to be honest with yeah. you. Well, the crazy thing about it is <laughs> if it's so wild to me how this stuff works is because everybody that was like, oh, they can't do it. They won't do it. It'll never happen. Monday, they're like, oh, I was wrong. But if they'd have done this, I'm like, well, you know what? <laughs> Come on. If what? If sir, if sir, like fuck yous, everybody says it. And come everybody on, has come out and said too, they will not be this good next year. No. But the Chiefs, I expect them to go, and they're going to win this. So now they're going to have three Super Bowl rings. How are you going to improve this team? Right? There's a question mark on um, on uh, Jones. Yep. But I mean, all they can do is make it better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we need to uh, seriously look at our receivers. I mean, Rice has just, here down the stretch, has just come along. Well. Right. And, you know, there's always that conversation. Like, MVS right now is fucking killing it. But, but, the idea is to have that number one seed going into the playoffs, right? In order for that, we need MVS to catch balls all year, not just in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I wish his understudy was coming along better. Sky Moore? Yeah. Yeah. I was really hoping, because there's sometimes when he does catch it, and you're like, right on, man. He's going to be the understudy. He's going to come along. But eh, I don't think it's really happened. Um, we need no. another understudy right under Kelsey 
who's coming along. And no Gray, baby. I don't know that anybody's going to be as good as him, but well, yeah, you you've can't. got somebody helping him out. So he, you know, I, I'm thinking long term, man. I, I want Kelsey and Mahomes to be together for another four or five years, which I don't know if that'll happen, but I would think another at least two or three. Right. I also think it's interesting about his brother. Um, let me tell you something. I watched that series on Netflix about the brothers. And, man, I, I, I know he retired, and I bet it was a lot of it because of the kids' his wife. He hasn't retired yet. What do you mean? I thought he did already. No. He's already told him he's not coming no, back. No, he hasn't retired shit yet. Has not, he has not officially retired yet. He's not, he hasn't had his locker clean out or anything. Um. Really? Really? I I thought he in did. the show he had to let them know because they had to make some moves if he wasn't. Dude, coming. that that documentary was two years ago. That was before the Super Bowl last year. Oh. And he okay. played this yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. This year he actually got a little irritated because you know after they lost that game, he went in the locker room and I guess he was talking to the guys and someone was like, hey, if this is the last game we play with you, I'm sorry, that sucks. You know, and then somebody in there went and told everybody that he it was his last game and he was retiring. But I mean, I think he. I mean, I think he does. Well, if, I think his wife is like, you know, the um, the injury folder is pretty thick. You know, you got kids, you got your third one, you've just had three girls. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I mean, I personally would love for him to come to the Chiefs. Brother with brother playing with the Chiefs would be awesome, but he yeah, is but he too much a Philly boy. They he would have never to, do that to like Philly. put his family in witness protection. <laughs> right, he would have to say to Philly, "Listen, I know you guys fuck you and leave. I'm Philly, whatever, but this is a brother thing. It's just something magical with me and him. Will you not? Could you? Is it possible? You guys could let me have a year with my brother. Nope." Nope, fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> no. Yeah. If you move out of the state. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see it happening, but it would be awesome. It would be amazing. But, um. Because after I watched that series, I had no idea how much he is a part of that city and how much dude, they love him. He's. He's like the mayor, man. Yeah, he's. And, I mean, it's funny. Like, I am sure there are centers in the NFL Hall of Fame. I'm sure there are. There's no way there's not. But you want to talk about nobody will ever come near close to his tenure. He's what, he's been playing with the Eagles for 13 years? That's fucking insane. Well, so, now, because I'm not a historian, but how long has Reed been with, didn't Reed come from Philly? Yes. So how long has Reed been here? 2000. 14? So he would have played well, for Reed. He did play for Reed. Okay. Yeah, 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 he did play for Reed, yeah. When did he come over? Twelve. It was 12 or 14. Well, there was One a couple those, years but... with Alex Smith. Was there two, three years with Alex Smith? Three years with Alex Smith. So, and then he's been six with, with Mahomes, Mahomes, right? Yeah. So, 14. Because Mahomes drafted in 17. Played in 18. 19, 20, 21, 2, 3, 4. Yeah. Played in 18. That's right. So, he came over in 14. 
or 13 for the 14 season, however the shit that works. Yeah. That's like somebody was giving me shit the other day because I was like, hey, it's a fucking rematch from five years ago. They're like, or from four years, or yeah, five years ago, the game was in 2020. I was like, it was the 2019 fucking season, okay? That's like saying this is the Super Bowl of 24. No, it's the Super Bowl of 23. <laughs> well, either way, it's a special day. Your family was here. My family was here. And um, tell you what, we put it down, don't we? My brother was like, you and Mark, man, what a show you guys put hey, on. We put it down, <laughs> man. What's up? And he did Come put them down. Bro. I don't know how many uh, Cold Miller lights this he had. Three at a time. He enjoyed himself. And he made it to work just like a champ. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. He's a champ. Hmm. All right. Well, fun stuff, man. We're excited about that. I'm sure we're going to dive into that more in the next two weeks, obviously. We'll have our uh, we'll have our Super Bowl party in Hilton Head. Do that one. Yeah. So um, what else has gone on? We, we did and opened up our new account at... Um, Seller's doing good. They're already through Cyclops. No kidding. Yeah, Reaper's cruising. <laughs> Chris texted me. He said, uh, uh, right here. He goes, uh, we have had a few folks that are already familiar with your guy's brand and already recommended it to others. We sold all the Cyclops, now Reapers are moving, but I don't have the exact numbers. I was like, well, if you sold all the Cyclops, that would be 14. He said, LOL. <laughs> right. So, good. Got all his information to auto-run the invoices now. So, so have there been talk about taking the whole line? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think initially the plan was... Because I, I missed that conversation. I must have went Saturday. to the bathroom when that happened. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just with the, the gentleman, John, it was like, hey, give this and that. I was like, all right, and then Chris is, he's the main guy, but he was the one doing the DJ booth. Right. Do, or what do you call that? Karaoke. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get it in. They wanted him in there for Saturday because it was Trada's birthday, and that was their grand opening. And all our, you know, some of our crew from Montres and, and Lit and crew and all that are down there, so <clears throat> that's cool. Um that's exciting. Uh, Havana Fine Cigars. That that should should be taken off soon. Tell him we got um we got had uh, yeah we're we're hoping to uh, get back and do some things with Lit. We just haven't. Um, they've just been off and running. We we haven't heard anything, have you? Not yet. No. Okay. We'll get a hold of them yeah. and get something laid out. Get a podcast. Get an event going out there. You guys haven't been out there yet. Get out there and check it out. It's Kush. Um, okay, so let's talk about this event we've got Friday. Yeah, that's where I was going to go with that. That's going to be fucking cool. We're headed to Washington Friday. Uh, to 514 Steakhouse on Front Street. It's the old Deadwood, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be pretty cool. Bill reached out to us. Um, the gentleman that owns 514 also owns Tilted Skillet. That took you up there? Um, and he came out, and it looks like we're doing a, uh, uh, it's a $100 ticket. You're getting a dry-aged steak meal, a couple cocktails, and then um, I think Bill's going to let you choose your cigar, or I think he might just randomize them for everyone. I don't know how he's doing that. Um, but we're going to sit down, have dinner, and then go up on the old rooftop right over the river 
and uh, smoke up on some Craft and Puro. Just kind of talk, hang out, listen to some music. Um, be pretty cool. Nice now, what do we know about them as far as bourbon? <clears throat> um, well, it's a guy that owns Tilted Skillet, so I'm going to assume it's full of all the barrel picks and everything else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would assume. So and I'm probably on a bigger scale. Have those available. Maybe yeah. we'll bring a couple, um, something to try for some of the head guys or something. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm sure, so someone's doing the cocktails. Um, so I would assume there's a sponsor thing there. We're kind of the third party on this thing, you know, so we're the sponsor-ish of it, but really excited that they wanted wanted to bring us in to do this. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, And it's really unique this way, too, because he's got such a fan base, like that gentleman that owns the restaurant, and I'll look his name up here in a second, sorry, but he's got such a fan base. I think we're going to see some recurring faces. I think we're also going to see a lot more we haven't seen before. The, the, the cigar is just more of the after effect. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily there for the cigar and He's the cocktail. Got about two or three regulars that have been there whenever we've had a... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well... So we already did we already talk about um, we already talked about True Detective what we're watching there. Yeah. What's going? I mean, is there any like? I'm kind of going through a dry spell here now that we had uh, the Mandalorian's been gone. Now you're saying that's only coming back in a movie, or is there going to be a series back Mandalorian and Grogu or something like that? I don't know anything about that. I thought it was coming back. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it is. Yeah. And then we watch, and I'm probably going to um, crush this wrong, but I was, Osaka? Oh, I don't know how to say her name. Ashoka? Ashoka? I haven't seen that one. Um, I watched that series. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. That's the... I think she's a really good, strong there, right? character. Yeah. Um, but the, man, in the Star Wars Wars there for a while, there was a lot going on. And of course, unless... You've been a, a Star Wars person, which I, you know, my kids grew up on Star Wars, but here's here's where I lose my kids. I have gone with them to all the movies, but did not watch all the animated stuff. Yeah, see, and... So, and that's where they're way light years ahead of me. Right, and that's, that's kind of my thing with TV shows that I hate, is people are like, okay, look, all you gotta do is go watch this series that came out 10 years ago, and you'll understand everything that's going on. I'm like... No. <laughs> what? No, I don't want to do any of that. And that's why I like watching Star Wars. And we talk to some of these Star Wars super nerds like Squirt and German and fucking tell you the books. Like, he's with books and shit, right? But Star Wars to me is bounty hunters, Jedis, and droids. So I'm down with Mando. That's awesome. You know, but like, I don't want to watch the X-Wing fighter series. That doesn't mean shit to me. I don't, yeah. That's like Top Gun in space. I don't, I don't need that. You know? When Mando and Grogu do their thing, and they're bounty hunting and doing their thing, I really enjoyed that. I, and surprisingly. Well, I love like when they did that whole thing, when they went back to Mandalore, and all the Mandalorians were there, and they were fighting the, the, the dude, the bad guy. Um, you know, and then he was going to go wake up the, the demigod or whatever that thing was. The big evil tattoo yeah. thing. Wake that thing up. That shit was cool. I was like, holy cow. Like, because up until two years ago, I thought the only damn Mandalorian that existed was Boba Fett. 
<laughs> and now we know there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. It's, it's really cool to see the whole, that whole, um, like, nomad tribe thing. It's, that, that's fucking cool. I thought yeah, that was I fun. I really liked the character that was, um, you know, he, Mando got his... Um, Saved his son. The little sand people. Yeah. Took his whole plane apart. Yeah. <laughs> but that character, that guy that had those weird animals that they rode and whatever... And um, he was played by um, the guy who was the father and warrior with Tom Hardy in that. Um, he's been in Down Out in um, uh, Beverly Hills. Oh, sh- oh, um, I can see his face. Got that real raspy voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I thought his character was awesome. I- I'm really bummed that they um, he got killed because I-, I really liked his character. Yeah. I can't think of his damn name, though. Well, so, it'll, it'll and I come will around. here in a minute. Yeah, it'll come around. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I'm kind of missing that a little bit. But uh, the latest things, though, too, that I've been watching has been these. I really like documentaries. Yeah, uh, me I, too. I, I, I get, we watch The Wheel of Time. I haven't gotten into that. One. Yeah, I've so seen it. So we watched the whole, there's two seasons. We watched the whole first season. We Benched it, and, and I really kind of enjoyed it. But it's a fantasy thing, you know, all kinds of powers and all this stuff, which yeah. is kind of cool. I can dig but that. But then I like just getting back to reality because that's really weirder than any of this shit. Yeah. And watching the, is it Emily Rose, uh, the little girl who Yeah, her that mom, one's wild. Yeah. Um, totally, like, that she just gets divorced and needs attention, so she, uh, maybe She's the chick that just got out of jail, bit. right? Yeah. Yeah. She had and her Munch Cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Given her daughter, kept her in a wheelchair. I watched. And lied to everybody. And, did you watch American Nightmare yet? Uh, I, I, yes, I think I have. Okay, so I just came out with a girl, hundred percent faked her own kidnapping. I don't yes, care. Yeah, yes, and then I did. Some yes. dude got arrested and went to jail. I turned that off at the second episode. When <laughs> he's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "That bitch is guilty, dude. She totally did that." Yeah. The, the whole damn thing was the plot of Gone Girl. Right. Like, and, the, and nobody <laughs> believed her boyfriend. No. This bullshit. I saw that. And too. then I'm like, okay, so wait, hang, hang on. So you mean to tell me, overall, you got kidnapped, then sexually assaulted by your kidnapper, coming to find out that your boyfriend at the time had hired them to kidnap his ex, accidentally got you, but then you got out, you walked all the way to your dad's house, 400 miles away in another part of California. Then you got married and had two kids. Have you seen Gone Girl? Yeah. It was it's the same story. Right. <laughs> and this happened a year after Gone Girl came yeah, out. Gone Girl was actually filmed and supposedly and happened in Cape Girada. Yeah. I went to the bar yeah. where he... Because that was the funny thing is, uh, what's that guy's name? Not Matt Damon, the other one. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. Yep, that's you what know, we're I doing. Can't do that that's what like we're doing right now. Spot. Whatever. It's funny because he's a Red Sox fan, and yeah. during the filming of that movie, movie was the 13 World Series, and they there's a scene in the movie they're filming. He's in full Cardinals gear. It was Game Seven. The Red Sox won the World Series here in St. Louis, and uh, he they had one shot to get it, so he couldn't celebrate. He had to act all sad. <laughs> <laughs> during the filming, uh, and he was actually fucking stoked. What's that guy's name? He played Batman. 
He's in Dogma with Matt Damon. What's his name? I don't know. I can't think of it. I don't fucking know. But here's another one. Is I want to go back to that Emily Rose or whatever the deal. Mm -hmm. What's really crazy is they were in New Orleans, and they got pulled out because of the flood. The FEMA stuff, yeah. A helicopter brought them all the way up to Springfield, and they were staying in Springfield when my son was going to school there. And he remembers all of that shit going down with their family because they gave him a house, like Habitat for Humanity or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Built him a house, and then it ended up coming out that she, they murdered her mom and all that. All that happened when my son was down that, there. That shit's wild, Trippy. Dude. Well, then there's another one on there, two seasons of The Curious Oddity of Natilda. And it's on Netflix. And, dude, it's as wacky, if not wackier, than the Rose one. About okay. a mother and a father and some kids. And, oh, it's just off the charts, man. You can't make this shit up. It's just like the parents in Utah that had those 13 kids. They never saw daylight. Oh, and they yeah. Were and the one girl broke out. Yeah, and then yeah. got with a cop, and yeah. they got them all arrested. And then all of those kids have been put into foster parenting and all that, yeah. and have been abused again. Yep. They've just been, they were re-abused, they were abused by their parents, and then we're supposed to take them out and put in a system to protect them, and they get totally in a fucked up system anyway. Let's be honest. Refucked up again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with that, we are going to get our first pour going. We're just having a lot of fun here, and I'm just fucking stoked about this. It yeah. sounds like we watch a lot of TV, but we really don't. So I'm going to let the Cowboy go ahead and get us a pour going, and uh, we're going to take a quick pause here. Elevate your smoking ritual with Woodworks Custom Exotic Wood Ashtrays. Crafted to perfection, each ashtray tells a unique story of luxury and sophistication. Experience the artistry of exotic woods tailored to your taste. Discover yours today. Visit woodworks.co or Instagram at woodworks underscore STL. Ignite elegance with every ash. Self together and back. She's not that bad looking of a girl, but well, man, they had her. You know, she, dude, you saw how they ripped had her some teeth of her out shit, shit, her jaw fucked. So the funniest part about that, and then we'll do some cigar talk real quick and come back to the movies, but uh, I remember when, because she, she was just engaged, right? You finished the show, right? Yeah. Okay, she's engaged, right? They they live outside, I think they live in Kingdom City. Um, and uh, I, it was the Raiders? No. What game? The New Year's Eve game. Who we play? The Bengals. Okay. And uh, I guess she had gone on Instagram or whatever on her post and posted she was excited to meet Taylor Swift at the game. And blah, 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 blah. I guess like Chiefs handlers got back to her and said, no. <laughs> no, you're not. And no, you can't. <laughs> okay, but. so what we're going to, uh, we've got three here. We're going to pop through in the next hour or so. This is the uh, Medley Brothers. Now, this one, I really much like this. This is Heaven Hill Juice, yes? Uh, or am I thinking of another one? This is uh, Mickey's favorite, right? No, I, I very few have had this. This is um, bottled so, by Charles Medley I don't see anywhere on here where it says... What is the one I'm thinking about that he likes? Who? Oh, uh, uh, Dent. Dent. Ah, J.W. J.W. Dent. Okay, Dent. Sorry, that's... Heaven Hill. 
Sorry. So, of course, this is 100 proof Medley Brothers, whatever. I've had this for some distilled in Kentucky very well, but it does not Sweet. say anywhere on this. We can maybe look it up. All right. But this is old school. I, I, I am pretty confident if I go down to Captain Z's, there's a bottle of this, I think. Okay. Anyway, let's cheers this. Cheers that up, dude. This is like... Oh, that's really good. That's I bet you we really haven't touched good. this in a couple of years. I do remember seeing it. I want to say you bought... Yo, oh, I do remember the last time we... Oh, I don't know, now, time I, I have it. another bottle. When I was down at Justin's House of Bourbon, yep. he had a medley from the same company that I bought. And it was like a hundred buck bottle. And he goes, I only have one left. You should really take it. Um, and it was a vintage bottle. And I have that down there, too, in the vault. Well, that's very good. Anyway, that, I got to tell you, I'm going to need to go buy and get us another bottle of that. That's that's pretty doggone good. Yeah, I need to get some of those. I mean, it's got all the great things. It's it's a little sweet. It's got the caramel. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got the caramel. It's, it's got, got, got a little, little, um, little bite. A little baker's something going on in there like little baker dough but it's that even keel hundred proof it's not that watered hundred proof or that kind of airy hundred proof it's i know it's it's you know it's not 99 you know it's right there it's got a little bit of density on the tongue there's really no retro effect to it um when you retro hail it it's just nice calm i think that's where the caramel pops overall I think it's a little richer when you draw the cigar with it. Yeah. Because this thing's pumping off. This is incredibly cocoa. And again, I don't don't smoke nearly enough Drew Estate or Underground to, to talk about it like that. But but it's so nice to have these away for some time, and then you go back and you know there's been some where they're not held up probably, but man. Yeah, but there, I gotta fantastic. say this: there's something about that screw-on cap, man. I know it's not elegant. I know aesthetically, it's not the best-looking thing, right? You know, this is what's really funny about this. You look at those three bottles. Which one looks cheap? The one on the right. Yeah, but I think that the screw cap probably helps better because isn't it didn't we talk about sport isn't it a lot of wine like expensive wine yeah going to screw one caps? of our favorites is a screw on cap early times nope okay i'm not gonna me yeah don't do that uh, our <laughs> I'm holidays tr- i'm trying to rattle through i was gonna say one of our favorite missouri bourbons is holidays all screw holidays screw cap isn't it yeah yeah there's not a lot of them though to be honest but i would you. say i'd wonder if over I'm time i'm trying to pull the damn thing off right. and i'm like what the fuck if over time it helps more against oxidation and dusting and things like that because you know it's no it's no strange thing to know that the alcohol eats the cork over time i mean now that a lot of bottles have gone to ceramic corks, they last a lot longer than actual corking material. Yeah. Which, here's a fun story. Do you know what corking material is? It's from a tree. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that. Yeah, they uh, I know I did. They get it from a tree. They they pull the bark. Um, they actually have, like... Uh, a big cheese There's grater. a tool, <laughs> and they pull the bark, and I think they harvest it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it grows back. It's like a cork that 
that grows right on the side of the tree. And they can pull down and pull it, oh, and then the cool. bark grows. It's something you can harvest. There's a certain oh, nice. amount of time. You have a season for it. Yeah. Or year, whatever. I don't know if, it ha- if, yeah. if you can you get it every year, but right. whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool. But here's another weird thing. It's going to be off track for a minute, but we'll get back on. I got to tell you, I always laugh about this because you're when we were talking about not knowing what to expect, every time I go to a bathroom anywhere, and if you're an older guy, you go to the bathroom a little more. But I'm just saying, okay, you go to the water fountain. I throw my hand under there. Nothing. I go to go to do the handle, the handle, though. You just never know what to expect oh, in dude. bathrooms. Okay, I, I go over to get my, um, my towel. Is it automatic? Do I have to roll it? I mean, what do I have to do? It's like drying. Do I go under, over the soap? I, I go get the soap. You don't even know really how to trust the soap. And you hit it, and it shoots sideways, and yes. it hits the wall. I mean, bathrooms are like, it's an adventure every time you fucking go. So I've always done this. This has not shit to do with COVID, because you all know how I feel about COVID. I'm not saying that. I always, because, you know, you, you just have to turn the fucking nozzle on the thing, right? We're men. We've been in a bathroom. Like, you and I can talk about how many sports events right now. We've gone to the urinal, pissed, and walked out. All right, we've done it. If you say you haven't, you're full of shit. Everybody's done it, right? But you've also been in a bathroom where you go, you get done at the urinal, you turn around, some guy just comes out and making all the noise in the shitter, and he turns that nozzle on with his hand, right? Yeah. So I have always, I would always pump the soap in my hand, soap my hands, then turn the nozzle. Now, that probably doesn't do anything, but in my mind, I'm like, I got that 99.9 germ killing shit on right now. I'm going to turn that thing. I know this is a first world problem and it's annoying as shit. Do you know how pissed I get when I soap my hands up and stick my hand under it and it doesn't turn on? Yeah. yeah and then you, and then there's no dryer, right? So you wave your hand over the automatic towel dispenser, no towels come out? Yeah. You want to break then shit. Then you have to stick, the, they got the one where you got to stick your finger in the, the black round button and you have to roll your shit. Oh, sorry. You can't do that. It goes like a rotary right. dial yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. You get but one at a time. Is, is I just never know what to expect. The soap dispensers are weird. Sometimes you got hot water that'll burn your fingers off. Then you got no hot water. You're freezing cold water. Yeah. And then the blowers are the worst because I've heard that they're horrible because nobody washes their hands great and you're just literally blowing that shit off your hands oh, everywhere. Yeah. Well, and that's even to a point now, like you go to a restaurant and I'm starting to see this pop up a little bit more. Bathroom attendants are starting to come back. You know, like the guy had one at Fraser's last time we were down there. Uh, Ruth Chris will have it every now and then. Like certain places will have them. And now the funny thing is, is I I was never around or in those restaurants when that was a big whoa, thing. Whoa, 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 wait. Hold, hold, hold the horse right there. There's a bathroom attendant at Fraser's? There was a guy sitting outside with towels and mints. Okay. I always, now, of course, you ate at a table down there. Was this upstairs? No, the bathrooms are all still downstairs. There's okay, no well, downstairs. I always go to the one right off the, the bar. Yeah. And it's got that black toilet with that little one in the sink. Yeah. There's no room for anybody there, but you're saying somebody. Outside. Yeah. Wow. But, but well, my point I'm getting to is like, okay, so I guess the example I'm using is when I was at um, the Chicago Athletic Club last year. And I, I brought that bottle of Buffalo Trace back from the yeah. cherry room. Going to the bathroom in there, like... The fucking bathroom's 100 years old, right? So it's just been dialed in and shit. You go in there, you're doing your thing. I'm washing my hands. And this gentleman comes up and hands me a towel. 
He's got combs and shit. He's got like a whole thing. I instinctively got done, reached in my pocket and gave him five bucks. Like, I just was like, holy shit, dude. Like, okay. Guys walk right past him, do this on their jeans. You know, or or here's the one that gets me. And I don't know if I ever, I would, I would murder you. I would drown you in a fucking toilet. They walk by you and shake their fucking hands. Oh, yeah. Well, I just try to get in, get some soap, wash them. And I like to get a paper towel and be wiping my hands. And I hold onto the paper towel and I use it to come out of the bathroom door. And then I look to throw my towel away when I get out there. I'll do that in densely populated bathrooms. But I've honestly, I've honestly noticed this too. If you notice that if you have a, you have a, a men's room that's got at least two urinals and two or three stalls, the door will be open. It's just open. Yeah. And you kind of come in, you'll go left or right or whatever. But yeah, no, that annoyed, I, I wonder if that was just me for the longest time. And I got a lot of props for people who spend time making the bathrooms great. And there's none greater than Sybil's. Because Sybil's dark. always has the sweet ass shit there. Dude, I'll never forget. She's got cool towels. <laughs> and then she's got smelly shit like you might go for a double pump. I mean, you're like, this shit, what is this, $30? You know, you know this when I bought shit that, smells awesome. Remember when I bought that Santa Claus I stuffed in your car? Yeah. I was like, hey, Sybil, how much for Santa Claus? She's like, which one? I'm like, it's about the urine on the men's room. She's like, uh, I'm like, it's like this tall, this wide. I'm like, I walked in the bathroom. We had to go to drink yet, and I'm buying shit off the wall in the bathroom. Yeah, there's places to spend money. It's everywhere, everywhere. Even in the men's urinal. If you room. lean on your shoulder, shit, you could probably go outside and buy a table if you wanted to. She'd let you do Everything's it. Everything's for sale there. All right, speaking right. of that bathroom, I'm gonna use your bathroom. I'll wash my hands. All right, yeah. Well, anyway, back to the our first four. I hate to get on that, but. When we were talking about these bottles and never know what to expect after you haven't visited them in a year or two, uh, it's so nice to go back and, and get one. And actually, um, when we started the podcast, geez, I don't even know how long it's been now. Uh, Mark, it, it may be past three years, maybe three and a half, but I had a lot of bibs and we've drank them. So I'm going to have to get back on my bibs. And, and check them out. I don't think there's anything out there that um, I've missed too much, but there may be a few new ones. But I just went down there and looked, and I'm a lot of, I don't know, early, early times was one that I absolutely love. And then, you know, Heaven Hill has, they're the king of bibs, you know, bottle and bond. So, yeah. But this one has just got all the great notes. And so when you smell the nose, it's got the perfect nose on it too. You can just smell a little bit of the wood too. Anyway, love it. It's still kicking. And speaking of kicking, this cigar, the Undercrown is still, still probably got about four inches. And we're probably an hour in, so this is pretty good smoke, although I've been talking a little bit. Um, Usually I beat Mark. Yeah, I usually am beating him by, he talks more than me. So I'm a little further along with this. Really pairs well with this Medley Brothers too. Um, yeah, I was saying that this particular bourbon really, I think, pairs well with this. It's a smooth, easy, semi-sweet, caramely 
baker's drink and then you get a little spice off of this yeah and i, th I think i think with with the medley it's really making this into that chocolate bar thing definitely when i smelled this it smelled chocolatey and now i, I course my brain because we're talking about it it's coming up so speaking of drew estate we need to <coughs> excuse me we need to pick up some new of these uh the new van winkles that released maybe get some friday bill's got them we ought to really i still have we did those one, one or two of my bourbon tips time right i still have two original i think really if not two one but then don't you also I have, have red labels these red label uh van winkles too yeah that i have down there and i've got a whole box of yeah. those Maybe we ought to revisit those because they're on the bottom shelf. I remember we, we did those in the old cowboy bar sitting down Yeah, but there. I haven't tried any new ones in a couple of years. I haven't either. Well, I think, um, well, as far as I've seen, um, this is the first time they're they're back. Oh, okay. As far, and I think, what I mean by that is I do know Diplomat accounts were able to order them. I think this may be the new uh, varietal um, or newest batch released. So it'd be cool to know because yours are... Fuck, dude. At least a decade old? Five, six years old? Yeah, you've had it more longer than that. Well, the bourbon tip one. Bourbon yeah, tip, oh, well, yeah, The one yeah. that's in there, that one's probably 15, from back in 15 or 16. Mm. Um, but talk a little bit about, because I took the time to really read about this um, um, with Papine and Peter. Um, oh, Pete Johnson? Pete Johnson yeah. with the Union. <laughs> I wanted to bring They're that up. Out with four different blends in correct? one box. Yeah. Is it in one box? I think it's in one box. I actually thought there were four different boxes. Is there four? Okay. Well, I haven't. So all I write, I'll be disclose this completely right now. They talked about a red box. They talked about a black box. Okay. Hang on. Let me. I'm gonna. Do, I don't normally some, do this, but I'm gonna do it yeah, right there now. There may be a four different um, blends. They're only making like 1,500 boxes. But yeah. they are pricey. Really Average pricey. cost of cigar is sixty dollars. I know that. The box will end up being, uh, I want to say it's like thirty-one hundred for the box. Where the hell did it go? Sorry, I did just. I read it, saw it, and I immediately put the feels out to make sure it could be acquired, and got the yes on that. And then probably, probably should have fucking read it first. Here we go. All right. Because I definitely think. The Pete blended two, and then Pepin blended two. First, my father, Tatuaje La Union, collaboration, nears release. Uh, uh, they'll be shipping in about two weeks. Um, boxes of 40, each 20 cigars. Yeah, it's 20. It's 40 cigars in the box with a Zycar X1 cutter. You have the La Union, and then the La Union. The Tatuaje for my father is a shade-grown Nicaraguan Corojo 99 wrapper, then Nicaraguan binder filler, and then the my father for Tatuaje is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Um, cigars, restart, retail. Oh, it's not a bad, I thought. 2400 for the box. Um, now, what they are doing is they're doing 1500 boxes, 1500 black boxes, 1500 red boxes. Cigars are the same inside of them. So the black box is the Tatuaje inscribed cutter. So there's only two different blends, two one from Pete and one from... Yeah, the they Pete. each they each did a blend. Um, now, here's the funniest thing about this, that obviously we're my father and obviously we're Tatuaje fans. Not saying that. 
But <laughs> hasn't Pepin been making cigars for Pete for 20 years? He was his first customer. I know. So yeah. there's a new one? It's special? Right. Right? And I know Tatawahe and Duane got together, and they're blending for Pepin. Which I think I that's the one I find fascinating because if it is without Pepin's direct guidance, quality control, everything that he's done for Tatuaje, if Pete did it with his team on his, that's unique. That's really cool because that that would be Pete's first blended cigar for Pepin that he did from scratch on his own without Pepin's guidance. You know what I mean? Okay, and refresh my memory on the whole family situation. He isn't he married? He's or? married to Pepin's granddaughter, granddaughter, daughter, granddaughter, daughter. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what but, does she do with? Does she? She works for My Father Cigars. Okay, but yeah. what does she do within the company? Do you know about? I, I okay. yeah, I yeah. don't I, know I specifically. Know if she is, like, as good as her father and has been involved I, with blending, and I maybe would, she yeah. helps Pete and advises and talks to him. If I had to guess, I would bet that she's his understudy. Okay, I would think that yeah. too. That's why I was asking that. Especially because I'll say this, you know, there's a finesse that women have in a lot of things that men just simply don't have. We can't we can't argue that, right? One of those things <laughs> at a younger age is educational retention and sensitivity. And I would can just imagine, right? Like, obviously, it's been shown in multiple, multiple companies, some of the greatest companies in the world, that grandfather, father, son, son's father, son, those things happen, right? That's amazing. Um, but in Pepin's instance, with his daughter, um, and then the tie-in with Tatuaje and Pete Johnson, that whole family thing that's going on, Man, I don't think the Pepin legacy... I think what you kind of see happen here is what happened in Padron. You know, when George took over, like, Jose got him up, 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 up. I want to say the last, like, five, six years of Jose's life, George was running the company wholeheartedly. And Padron, I still don't think Padron has changed. I, st- I don't think those and standards will Pepin? ever change. Uh, he's got to be in his 70s. Got to be. And does he have a son or just a daughter? I, that I don't, I don't okay. know. I don't know. Um, but that was just the one thing looking at the box that I was kind of like, you know, because normally when you see these collaborate, like, for example, the other big one is George Padron and Carlito Fuente Jr. That box is coming this year where Carlito Fuente blended a Dominican cigar for Padron. George Padron blended a Nicaraguan cigar for Carlito Fuente. And they put those both those cigars in one box. That's a collaboration where it's like, okay, shit. You know, you got the guy responsible for Opus X, whatever you believe in those or you don't. And then you got the Padron family. That's, you know, it's powerhouses blending together and doing something together. And it just seemed a little different. It's like, well, Pete and Pepin, um, I'm sure there's something there. There's something exclusively specific about these that are incredibly unique, but I've, I've, I want them anyway. I, I mean, I just think it's something that you culminate 20, I think it's what, 21 years now? Because the 20th anniversary, yeah, it was last year, 23. P- 
Pete's now got 20 years of hands-on, the whole thing, private conversation, family conversation, everything's together. He blends for Pepin. And then maybe Pepin went and pulled something that's been sitting away for 15, 16 years and just used that stock to create these boxes. You know, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Pretty cool. Um, it's just when you stop and start thinking and you look at that, if the MSRP on the box is $2,400, that means it's 3000 here. <laughs> you know, Whew. I'm sure the cigar is going to retail anywhere from... I, I'd bet 74 is what the cigar will cost. That's each just one. crazy. Yeah. That's just crazy. It was funny. We were joking about that, and it came back, and I, I stopped, and I thought, and I was like, you know, when I gave you that Lancero over that, that Chiefs game we were watching, it was $116, right? That was, one, because of the scenario. I didn't pay for it. It was, you remember that Lancero gave you on the Chiefs game? Yes. Yeah, $116. So Lost City. I don't City, like knowing that. I don't Lancero, like Dude, there's a land from like 16. I told you why I got it. I, yeah, okay. I just, you know, but... Um, it's it's like, kind of like rusty. Like, yeah, I, I don't want that stuff that I know is like super special. He goes, that, that fucks me up. I, yeah, I, no, I, just, I, I know, but it's I want like. a couple good bottles or something, you know. Yeah, but that's a cool moment, though. You get to smoke. You're never going to smoke it again. I mean, you might. I don't fucking know what you're going to do. You might. I'm not buying it for that much again. Well, well I, I didn't buy it in the first place. I've got a lot of special stuff down there that you've given me, especially in the Lancero line that I have not gone through. Um, but that was a hell of a good cigar. And I got to tell you, though, the, the and I did it, but when we were, I want to say, I was ready for my second cigar probably through the, halfway through the third quarter when we played the Bills. And I went down and got the Las Caveras, the purple label, because yeah. I, I can't keep track of the years. We won. So middle of the third quarter, uh, I went down and got another one. Hey, homie, I'm pulling the whole box so out. So that tradition will continue, <laughs> you know, on Super Bowl. Well, we found our new one because in 20, when we beat the Niners, that was the Blood Oath Pack 5 and the yeah. part against Maduro number fours or twos, whatever they were. Then we tried that again against Tampa Bay and we lost. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. So that one's out. <laughs> Quick, 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 start drinking. <laughs> it was like... You're like running out the back door like, quick, quick, we like, need to start drink drinking. Drink it now. God damn. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, man, that was funny, though. Um, like, yeah, that no, really I'm, has a fucking thing to do with it. Like, everybody on the Chiefs know <laughs> I just lit up Alaska Bears. You guys are in, like, don't worry. That's like your brother looked at me and he goes, so are you, like, superstitious? I'm like... What do you mean? Yeah, in He's a like, weird way. You're wearing this. I'm way. like, I'm like, yeah, dude. Like playoff time, You've I wear been this. Wearing the same outfit. Same ever since week 18. I've been wearing kind of the same yep. outfit myself. And, and that, actually, and then, I was gonna put on a um, a kind of shirt like you, and I was like, no, that's gonna look stupid if I look like him, because then we'll be stupidly yeah. looking together. So. But. Um, I'm like, yeah, don't worry. Don't, I wash it, though. It's not like I keep the underwear for no, a year. No, I know, but I'm kind of an underarm No, I guy. said that to Romeo. And Romeo underarm. Was, under Armour. <laughs> Romeo was like, I'm oh, under oh guy. okay. I'm like, yeah, I wash it, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like my uniform, man. I just put it on and we go. Sometimes I change the hat and I add some under, you know, because it's cold outside. But it's been lovely up in here. Here in Winterfell. It ain't Winterfell anymore. We got heaters out of the yin-yang. Yeah, it's been great. 
I'm still trying to make a decision if I'm going to go with this. Hey, um, I'm going to tell you no, because when you lit that thing on Sunday, I was sweating in my socks. It was so hot in here. Now, I got to tell you, and I don't know the whole thing behind that uh, until I get with my brother, but my brother, my mom and sister were sitting over there and my brother, and he was like, man, my feet are freezing. Turn that heat on. And I'm like, yeah, okay, no problem. I pulled it over by him, and I'm like, He's like, God, why did you turn that off? Uh, I, I'm, and I'm like, it's 75 degrees in here, man. People are sweating. Hey, cowboy, Linda was warm. That's You know something. what? You Fuck the thermometer. That's Linda something. was warm. But my mom That's had it. that blanket on. And he goes out there and he goes, bro, quit making it about me. I'm trying to do this for mom. I'm like, okay. Then quit saying your toes quit are cold. worrying about my mom. My mom is fine. She's going to be fine. You're not going to find her out frozen on my back porch right. in the morning. <laughs> like these fucking guys in Kansas City who fucking party all together till 2 in the that morning shit. and they wake up two days later and three of them are dead in the backyard. I'm still waiting to hear about that. I'm still waiting to figure out how you and I, I can move the clock back three hours. We still manage to clean up and go to bed and didn't die. Yeah. Somebody said something about that the other day. He goes, your place is... I'm like, because, dude, I clean it up. At the, I don't want to wake up. Right. I, I Dave's Halloween party. Oh, I could imagine. When, when I go, like, the next day to pick up a few pumpkins, because there's still a few days, I want to share some of the pumpkin love to people. And, like, his bar still has everything on it. Everything is out there. And he goes, yeah, it usually takes me a week to get around to that. Like, it's a week to get somebody else That's to crazy. over and get it cleaned up for So you. I thought this would be fun uh, to talk about, too, because we talk about it. Um, actually, I need to talk about this. This sucks. Uh, Missouri tobacco preemption bill was just introduced. Um, SB 911. Uh, preventing cities and counties from enacting tobacco laws that are stricter than those of the state. That says useful for any states from enacting laws like, oh, that's a great bill. I read that wrong. Oh, this is an awesome bill. So, uh, Missouri uh, legislation is putting the preemption bill introduced, which would introduce a preemption clause to Missouri state law preventing cities and counties from enacting tobacco laws that are stricter than those of the state. Reason for that is, like, I know we've talked about over a couple uh, episodes and through time, the national law, um, you did see that we did win the lawsuit against the FDA, and premium tobacco, as of right now, is excluded from the FDA lawsuit trying to regulate tobaccos, right? That hasn't stopped um, places um, like uh, the state of Hawaii, for example, that ban smoking on beaches, right? Um, or public smoking is banned. Uh, I know the state of Florida is putting a ban, ban smoking on beaches in public places. Um, certain places like Minnesota, you can't own a cigar lounge in Minnesota, but you can't. If you don't have one before the bill went in, you can't have it. So what this bill would do in what Missouri the hell else is, there to do is in hockey and ice fish, I guess. I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, if you're ice fishing, and now say, you can't smoke a cigar? Pop in Minnesota. <laughs> That's what you do in Minnesota. But um, what this would do is say that, uh, okay, the legal smoking age goes to this is incredibly extreme and silly and weird when it comes to this, but uh, premium tobacco smoking age goes to 16 nationally. Well, St. Louis County decides to set the, the 
St. Louis County age of 21. They won't be able to do it. Can't do it. So that's actually a great bill. So actually get behind that. The email PCA sent me didn't sound like that. It sounded really bad. But that's a good bill. I like that bill. And then what I was going to say before that is uh, all the price increases are coming down. So we talked about this last year and the year before. During January, uh, typically, because, you know, you have the factory shuts down that pretty much go right, be typically before or just after Christmas till about the middle of February, about the 15th, or Fe January, sorry, 15th or 16th, that's when those shutdowns happen. Like, factories close, you know, low season for the farming. Like, farming at that point, everything's been cut down, the seedlings are growing, come back, plant, you're good to go for uh, June, right? Um, but you start to see all the price increases coming in. Right now, all we're reading is all the companies that are doing it. Aganorsa, Sinistro, Perdomo, everybody's kind of come out and said prices are going up. Uh, it's going to be curious to see in the next couple of weeks when they release the entire list of how much they went up. Because remember last year, it was about 4 to 6% across the board, which was pretty wild. Um, the only thing that kind of worries me is all these different articles are stating that the import over the year was lower than previous years, but there were more sales in tobacco, right? So to me, that, that sounds like a good idea, right? You're importing less and selling more. That kind of sounds like growth. Um, but I just hope that that doesn't kind of, obviously we don't know because you're not on the board of, you know, STG and judging what you need to buy and what's got to go where, but um, hopefully it's not too crazy across the board this year. You know, we looked at after last year, the average cigar price, price in the nation was 1276 a cigar. You know, I mean, you start getting... Seems like a lot, but I, I will say once you really take the time to think what it brings from farm, from seed to farm, to the rollers, to everything that happens... And then to get it boxed, sealed, and brought here from Nicaragua or from wherever, and then to the store to you, I mean, it's a lot that goes on to getting you a $12 product. Oh, 100%. And, and then, then you don't think about it, and you go get a, a, a nice cocktail, and they're charging you 10 12 bucks for a cocktail. Right. And then the, I think the other thing... How much thing... work went into that? <laughs> Nothing. Out the bottle and a twistle stick? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other thing that I think gets missed in that is when the and not even tip them, right? Not even the average consumer. I think pretty much any consumer, you know. I think we've all done it. You know, you go in somewhere and you've been buying the same thing for so long, and then the next time you go get it, it's a dollar more. You're like, whoa! Sure, two weeks ago and it was eleven. I was twelve, right? I think the biggest impact on that is you know four percent. That's really nothing overall per cigar. But what happens is the, the biggest chunk of that price that increases is if you think that 4% per cigar is going to go on that cigar and that brick and mortar shop's going to eat that, no, they're not. They'll just increase their sales tax or whatever the tax they apply to it, the OTP or however it's written in a certain state, they'll just increase that by 5%, right? Increase may have only been 4 they'll increase by 5 right? Because you do got to make money. You do have to make money. You know, just think about it. If you have a a one dollar cigar, right? Just super easy math here, and the tax is ten percent, right? That's ten total cents. Okay. So now they raise that cigar to a dollar fifty. Leave that tax at ten cents. You're only making 
70 cents. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, 90 cents. So then you gotta, you, that's how you have to move that around. And then obviously the more expensive it gets, the more it's gonna swing, you know? Well, how many states do you know of other than Lexington that has been able to pass legislation to sell Dusty's vintage um, uh, whiskey? If you spirits? hadn't told me that, I wouldn't, I don't know. I, as far as I know, I think Lexington. Because here's what's still technically in crazy. Kentucky area. I am pretty sure it is still illegal to drive alcohol across state lines. And tobacco. And tobacco. Well, yeah. So. Which I, everybody does. Which I, I, and no one, no one's gonna. If you get pulled over, I used to, I used to laugh about this all the time. Remember when you couldn't get Yingling in Missouri? Yeah. And we, I, I everybody go down to Kentucky and get it. Or and they're like, dude, I can only get to get cores. <laughs> I can only get four cases. No, he's got a case of cores in here. I don't want to get pulled over. I'm like, okay, dude, if you get pulled over, there will be more than one reason they're searching your car. And if they search your car and see that you got four cases. <laughs> Here's the thing I said too. Now don't go like, don't get like four cases of beer and cover them in nine blankets and put a weight on top of it. That just looks weird. Well, it was. You know, I, we dealt with it in um, Utah. Because Evanston was an hour, so you could drive from like Park City up to Evanston and get your your six percent, right? You know where the beer there was like three two, yeah, and you could buy whatever the fuck you wanted in Evanston. So they always were like, uh, like, where are you going? Oh, we're gonna go up to Evanston for the afternoon. Like, boy, be careful, because they're watching that supermarket there in Evanston, and they may pull you over. Well, I get that. Did I, mean, I worry about it? No, no I just no. loaded up the car and took off. I just, I just, I'll never forget. I laughed when we were in Salt Lake City and we we're going on that 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 camping trip. I ran into the ABC store. I forgot about ABC stores. I ran in. I'm in line. I'm looking around. I'm like, yeah, this is. He has any alligator body? He has anything like you know? Hires? Yeah, they're in the cage. I'm like, can I go in there? He goes, sir. It's the cop. It's a fucking cop. I'm like, sir. I need to see your ID and you're limited one bottle per person. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Alcohol and beverage control. I forgot what ABC stood for. Fucking Utah. And in Utah, it. right before I was there for, t- listen, I was there for 10 years. A lot happened in 10 years because when I first went there, you, every drinking establishment in Utah, you had to be a member to even drink there. So if you would go in, you would have to find a sponsor that would sponsor you, and it was kind of a stupid thing. You'd have to, they would, you would pay like two, three dollars, and they would give you a card. So now, if I was gonna go to like, um, what, what, No Name Saloon in downtown Park City, you'd have a card. So I had to start keeping, like in my billfold, you know, all my little club memberships. Well, then they finally got rid of that. But then at the liquor stores at the end, when you would go buy liquor, they wanted your license, and they would go beep. Check, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? What? What are you doing that for? Well, it's it's law now. You got to show us your license. I'm like, why? So they they're gonna keep tabs on the drinkers. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably not it. But no, they're more scanning on to make sure the ID is real. Now they're tracking alcohol. I get that. I get that. I'm sure they do it here too. I was in Dogwood. They scan mine. Every time in Dogwood, they ding it. Really? 
Yeah. But I wonder, I mean, I'm, Maybe I know it's for, happened enough. I know now. for a fact they're tracking it, but I'm sure they're I, also. In Illinois, they've done it. Fake IDs. Yeah. If you scan them, I do know this now. It's, and also probably has something to do with that real ID thing they went through that I keep laughing at. I'm like, do you have a passport? They're like, yeah. I'm like, is it active? I'm like, yeah, you don't need a real ID then. Real IDs are people that can't get passports so you can fly. Well, I do have a real ID with a star on it, Missouri Stars. Yeah, I'm not. I've, and the way I said this to the ladies, like, do you want to? I was like, look, this passport, if I get stuck in another country, this gets me into an embassy. Yeah, I got them both. Okay. I'm just like, give me This a does not. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Even the other thing. What's the other thing um, that I had to go? They did background checks on Oh, me. your pre-check? My pre-check yeah, I thing. love that. That works. When it works great, it works great. Well, how did you... I had to go to an office over here Yeah, I had Olive, to go... Had, yeah, that's where we went. took my pictures yep. and somewhere right up here, Olive. You had to answer a bunch of questions. They fingerprint you. Um, like, uh, you had licenses and, and all that shit. And this may have been right before we all went to uh, yeah. Key West. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember I joked. I was like, fucking... Wahina's just like, it was that day. We didn't got home yet. She got an email with a TSA number. Mine came like three and a half weeks later. Yeah, my, me and Gene both did it. I got mine later, whatever. But uh, but then what's funny is then the TA, the TSA, everybody's doing that. Then they're long. Now mm-hmm. there's another one called some clear. Quest, clear? There's clear. Then there's worldwide traveler. I don't know. Okay, well. Well, I, I, I got into it. I that. got no. I got into it with the clear lady. They were going to Key West last year, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm holding everybody's shit right because I'm in line. We're walking in. It's not busy. There's probably like four or five people. Uh, and she goes, uh, sir, do you mind? I'm like, what's up? Uh, they're clear. I'm like, didn't they just sign up on that machine? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, then they can stand behind me. Well, clear goes through first. I'm like, yeah, 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 hang on. That's like saying if I'm checking out at Sam's Club, I'm already a member. I got to wait for this guy to finish his membership. All right? She's like, uh, sir. I'm like, no, 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 no. TSA, just, he's like, come here, come here. Walking up, <laughs> what's that about? I'm like, there's clear fuckers in front of me. No. Maybe you walk up and go to your little kiosk and go in front of me. No, make another line, put more thingies up, and walk through them. <laughs> I used to have a problem with that with um, club membership, the uh, car washes. Like, I'm in line, and there's like seven people, and we're trying to get in. There's before I became a member. Yeah. And I'm like, they're selling memberships. So he's got to fill all this paper. I'm like, hey, have another line or have them, let them go through and pay and then come over and park and do the membership. See, so Don't hold the line up for, why are you selling in the one line all these memberships, you know? Right. So the one, I, I use Tidal Wave now, like the ones at the gas stations, the automated ones, the cool ones. So what they did with those is when you come in there, so say you pull in, right? And I'll never forget this. It happened. Remember when it snowed like crazy, and uh, not snowed like crazy, but it like rained and snow, and all the salt was on all the vehicles and all that. I was gonna go into Title, and I pull in. There's a line wrapped around Caldies right there, and I was like, mm. so I pull up, and the member line's empty. Drove into that. These two were there paying. They shut their uh, the gates, opened mine, pulled me in, then opened the ones behind it. Yeah. One by one. That was cool. Another thing that's happening, which is really weird too, it, I could go on about this, but what, what's weird is, is I, we joined Costco because mm-hmm. we are SAM members, but there are certain things that I like going to Costco, especially the booze and the liquor. Steaks. Booze and the steaks, dude. Um, I, I, I like them both, but it does seem like Costco, 
tends to have some some unique uh, offerings in the spirit. Dude, state. have but you anyway. gone into the butcher yet at Costco? The no. meat department? Not yet. Go to the meat department. Uh, do you go? Which are you going to the Costco on here? Right here. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So go in. Walk straight back. There's going to be the two big freezers that have like the frozen shrimp and tilapia and all that. And you see the butcher window. Walk up to that window, then turn around. That center aisle right there. There are whole primings, prime ribs. Uh, back strips, um, uh, 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 back strap fillets. Take that whole prime rib. It's called 78, depending on the depth of the weight of it. Uh, I buy the one, it's like 140 some dollars. You pick it up, take it to the butcher. Wow, hold on, what's it? I'm digging that shirt, bro. Yeah, me too. Battlehawks. Oh, let's go. That's pretty cool. Oh, and it, you know, oh yeah. Got to get it blue with white and yes. got your wings let's on the go, thing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But anyway, um, so you walk up there. I get eight two-inch steaks. They cut it. Go buy eight two-inch steaks anywhere else. Tell me you get it for 145 bucks. Yeah. You don't. The money. So here's the thing. Right when me and uh, Janine were thinking about ordering, uh, getting the thing, all of a sudden pops up on her phone. We've got a one-day deal. $60 gold membership and we credit you back 40 bucks that you can use in the store. Let's go. I'm like, hell, let's do it. So we do it. We go and I get my liquor. We all were checking out and there is a line, dude. I'm telling you like 20 yards of people lined up to go through self-checkout. Fuck self-checkout, And dude. I look over and the regular checkers are wide open. Hey, I believe in jobs. And I'm like, what? Why just go get yeah. I So I walk past a 20-minute a, a line it got checked out in 30 seconds. Why? Why? And I noticed that it's schnooks too. You ever? Okay. Well, why don't you? Let's do our next pour. You grab that. I'm gonna start this conversation. I know you had you had a lot of jobs when you were a kid. I know times are obviously different between you and me, younger. Were you ever a bag boy? No. My first job, I was a bag boy, at a um, Safeway. And. I remember I'd work after school about two and a half hours, all I could, right? State law, you couldn't fucking, you know, child labor and shit. Ridiculous, but it's supposed to be funny. I was a bus but, boy. Uh, that was my... Okay. But, so, you, you know, bag boy, right? You would stand at the end of the checkout line. You would bag up everybody's groceries, put them in their cart. You know, in the early 2000s, everybody wanted you to push their cart out. Dude, I'd, I'd make like $12, $15. You know, tips. Oh, yeah. I never hey, thought about tip, that. It's great, man. It's awesome. You know, whatever. And then uh, now, um, uh, I think I was in Deerberg's. And be, I believe this has something to do with COVID. I don't know. But I put a healthy card up there. You know, now, when I say $300 in Deerberg's, if you don't know about Deerberg's, wherever you live, just imagine Whole Foods because that's what fucking Deerberg's cost. $300 is six bags. All right, it's fucking annoying. Yeah. When you're buying meat and milk, it's six hundred or $300 or beer and steak, but whatever. And uh, she's just setting the items by the bags. Get done, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe she's going to like organize and bag when we get done. Get the total, run the card. She goes, okay, sir, thank you. Bags are there. I went, excuse me? Uh, yeah, you bag your... Gr- <laughs> Where? No, no, at, at a fucking Deerberg's. You have to bag your own shit at this Deerberg's? Was this was this time. 
This one time. I've never had that happen. And I was like, you, hang on. All these, you do I'm your like, own shit. Yeah, but I still have all the bags, dude. Well, I just yeah, bag my own shit. I never. But Aldi I'm a is awesome. Grab Aldi, bro. Aldi fucking kills. All right. I love Aldi. And we've had this conversation a lot. I get steak, mushrooms, and let's go, baby. Brussels sprouts or some shit. But, um, I looked at her. She's like, "Well, uh, yes, sir. You." I'm like, "No, ma'am. If I went to self checkout, I bag." But I just paid you, you. You're the cashier in a grocery store. You're a grocer. Grocer. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take the charcoal. I'll take the. I'll take the water. I'll take all of that. But you want me to come around here and stand? And the funny thing is, like these grocery stores, still when you stand. Is that, that the Nierberg's out by you? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Next time, right? Plus you're paying two fucks. bucks more for everything. Exactly. You buy there. And here's the funny thing about it. This is why I started talking about being a bag boy. So the the bagging area is still set up like it was when I was 12 years old. If you go to the end of where you know where they check out, oh, it's a little different now. Like they have that walkway you can go into, or you can lean in for ID or whatever and shit like that. But when you walk to the end, there's those two bag corrals right there that you pull the bags open, they cinch in. You fill them, you scoop them, you set them in a cart. Still set up the same fucking way. Yeah. And like, you bag them. You got my bagging it. Bag them. I'm not doing it. It's stupid. Say. But she bagged them. She bagged them. The people behind me didn't like it, but she bagged them. That's they didn't they like it that you made her bag them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, seriously? That's the world we live in now. Come on. I'm done. And I remember, I'll never forget the first time I walked into an Aldi. We walked in, and I was like, damn, I got to buy the bags? And then I looked down and I was like, brown paper bags are what, two cents? Here's the, I have never experienced that, but I wouldn't like that. But I will say this, what I don't like is, and I live I live in an area, well, I live in De Pere, but I mean, we've got, it used to be, in my opinion, a premier schnooks. You got the best schnooks. Right. The well, only one that might compare is Lake St. Louis. Okay. Maybe. So, since COVID, you know, you can, order your shit and have it brought out to your car oh hang on you're a costco member now right yeah. you can uh ship to costco they'll deliver to your front door okay well also <laughs> this is what i'm saying is i get it during covid right if you're if you're high um what, what do they call it you're high risk whatever for sure. covid yeah. whatever you you pre-order your stuff and they'll bring it out and put it in your trunk for you Okay, I get it, COVID, especially with older people, great service. But now when they're taking up a quarter of the parking lot and what I see pulling up is Mercedes, Land Rovers, Denali's, and these women that are dialed up to the nines and they're Karens, excuse me, but they're Karen, you know what the Karen thing is. Yeah, yeah. High privileged women who just right. feel like they don't even need to go into the grocery right. store. Right. But they will just come and they can play on their phone and play with their makeup and they can order their shit and they'll come it out and put it in your damn deal. Well, dude, you get, you had to have known. But it's over, man. The COVID thing's over. I know, but you had to have known that certain people, you know, will continue the available... Oh, shit, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, convenience. The available yeah. convenience to not get out. And the funniest thing about now is the same people you're talking about, the people that can open their trunk from their driver's seat, wave and shut their trunk from their driver's seat. Oh, yeah. They don't do shit. 
I'm telling you right now. I just talked about it. They even come to the parking lot. Dude, they can have them brought to their house now too. If I ever had you open my truck and put groceries in it, I don't care. I don't have any cash on me. I'll find the quarters in my truck and give them to you. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Um, But in that in that same uh, not same scenario, I honestly thought for a while during COVID, I thought this was actually going to become a viable thing, and I I think it did a little bit with. uh, oh shit! What's that alcohol delivery service? Oh shit! What's the name of well, it? Well, I know they um, got an eggnog delivery service. Yes. Well, that's Fuck me, bro. Yeah, I got it. Um, no, what the hell is the name of uh, Bearsy, Bearsy, Breezy? I don't know. But during COVID, I remember um, <laughs> like the Snyder's it lit. Um, a couple other places did it. What they were doing? I know this is breaking mortars you know, surviving and all that, but they were actually taking, uh, if you emailed a cigar order in, I think, I think legally it had to stay under a certain amount. I think they were delivering it to you during COVID. Set the cigars on your fucking set. Oh, I never knew that. That's interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. You know, they were, honestly though, with, with COVID, they'd been open a year and a half. You know, I mean, literally but, anymore, you don't even leave, leave your leave your house. For dude, nothing. you literally, you literally, and I, I'm guilty. I've done, I DoorDash eggnog over here, and I could have just stopped and got it. Right. Right? But you can do it now. But I also think now, you know, <laughs> look, places like, remember when Pizza Hut drivers, you know, there used to be that thing going on where, like, you wouldn't tip your driver because that delivery fee was going to the driver? And they used to say all the time, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it fucking does. I knew guys that drove cars. They, they got that. Right. But now you're starting to see, when you look around, I firmly believe the reason that you can go make $50,000 a year at a McDonald's is because you can now have less employees working at a McDonald's because you can bring in these DoorDashes or these Uber Eats or this or that. And if your franchise wants to pay the, the, the fee or the processing fee or whatever... You don't need to have drivers, right? You get a job at Pizza Hut making $17 an hour, 16, 17 years old. I mean, shit, dude. If you're working 25 hours a week, you're making 25 grand a year and you're 16. You know what I mean? 30 grand. You're 16 years old, right? And they don't need a driver anymore. They don't have to worry about holding the insurance. They don't have to worry about the risk, anything like that, because they just sign up with DoorDash or Shipped or Uber Eats or Postmates. Postmates is always a funny one. I used to think that was mail. Postmates. That's actually food delivery. It's the original food delivery service. Postmates. Didn't know that. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I started thinking about a while ago. Because people are like, you know, it's fucked up. You can you can go to you can go to college for four years and get out. You might get a starting job in your field, making sixty five seventy a year. You could work at McDonald's for three years. Become a manager and own a franchise in six years, making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Did you hear about that guy who worked twenty-seven years at Burger King, mm-hmm. never missed a day, was never late, twenty-seven years, and when he retired or whatever, they gave him like a snack pack, a goodie bag, and a couple of movie tickets. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And it went viral. And they put something on the thing about this. And I told Janine, and this is Burger King. I, said, I ain't going to Burger King anymore. Yeah, That's I the way they treat a 27-year-old employee. Do you eat a lot of fast food? done that? No, not that much. Yeah, no. And I don't think what I and eat fast food. they're eating that food. many Burger Kings around anymore. Well, I eat, if I'm getting a burger, I'm getting five guys, dude. I'm getting five guys. Well, we have one of those crusts. Yeah, yeah, too. I'm getting five guys. That's all I'm doing. Uh, all right, well, why don't you tell the 
kind folks what our next pour is here. Well, it's we've had it on here before. This is old granddad bonded, hunter proof. It's a staple. It's a $20 bottle, and for 20 bucks, we've said it on the show before. Cheers. Cheers, brother. A great bourbon. Yeah, a great bourbon. I think this is the bottle that sparked. This is actually, I would say, a tad less sweet. Mm -hmm. All of the good things that we were talking about at Medley Brothers, exactly the same. Maybe a tad sweeter, but very. Well, I would say a, a, a little less sweet. I think this is more grain. Like this doesn't I actually have think the, I like this a little better. Caramel pumps over over the edge, I think, with this one. But I think this is also the one that was kind of didn't this ignite all that people think we're crazy because I think Granddad's better than uh, what's the 101 Grand or old or old Granddad? Granddad? No, 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 in the Granddad line, there's oh there is old one, Granddad is it 114 or yeah, great yeah, Grand 114 yeah, and everybody thinks that's better than old Granddad. Do I have that backwards? It's hot. Yeah, I don't know. We've had it. It's down yeah. here. It's not the bestest, but... I saw something the other day. They still say Maker's Mark is the best overall whiskey being put out um, by bartenders. Um, the, the biggest line of selling whiskey to this day is still... Um, um, Jack Daniels and Jim Bean. Oh, I could I could see that. I mean, I don't. That's that's almost like I mean, dude. We're talking like a million name, cases. We can tie this into cigars too. Name a cigar shop. Okay, well I'm not gonna say that. On average, yeah, but it's the same conversation. On average, if you walk into a cigar shop, you are going to see five companies. Or we'll do three just for conversation. You're going to see General. You're going to see Fuente, and you're going to see Rocky or Perdomo, right? Any bar, any bar, you, any you, bar ever, you go into, you're going to see Woodford Reserve, you're going to see Maker's Mark, and you're probably going to see a Basil Hayden or Jack Daniels Jim Beam. Yeah, never, never. Those not are all a bar. Your rails, though. Ben, Ben, we've been in bars where the whiskey that you've seen, they got 87 bottles of flavored vodka, uh, Grand Marnay. Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, and then like a Woodford, right? Yeah. Or some local crazy thing, like a Wood Hat or some shit, you know? But, um, yeah, I, I don't, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. I saw, um, getting off uh, the cigars and bourbon for a minute, I saw, um, Who's the Daily Show guys coming back? Is um, the great the guy who is um, well, not Leno? Uh, no, no Daily oh. Show. What's was the, the the black gentleman? I'm sorry, who I took don't took over for him. Um, John, John something. Anyway, he's coming back, and then the John guy John Oliver. No, Stewart. John Stewart. Oh, John Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming back to the Daily Show. 
which I always enjoyed him. I thought he's down to earth. He's really you, good. The other you, guy's great, too. Do you stay up late enough to watch those? Yeah. I hardly ever go to bed before 12 o'clock, ever. Holy fuck, dude. I'm always up till 12 o'clock. That's fucking nuts. Always. That's nuts. I'm usually in, I'm in bed by 11, and then I'm usually asleep by 11.30 or 12, and then I'm usually up 6, 15, 6, 20. But I, now I will admit, this, the winter's a little different because it's so freaking dark. Well, you're. I think you're just like me. So as soon as the sun's up, I'm up. Motherfucker, I'm. Go- I'm when there's six, six daylight, when there's daylight, yeah, I'm. I'm not sleeping. Yeah, me too. I'm not sleeping. No, no way. But I, I can. I'm. I'm in bed at nine thirty. But I'm here's the five, funny bro. thing. I can't. Jack. Back. Now oh. I've had Jack. He's coming on this March. He'll be sixteen. So here was the here was the thing for the last five years. Jack. We got a pretty tall bed, so he's got his little hit. He hits a thing, gets up. He comes right up alongside me, and then he just gives it one of these. Boom. <laughs> hits me. He's like, bro, it's time to get up. And I'm yeah. like, all right, all right, let's go. 6, 6.15, he comes up and gets me. You know, yeah. we set the coffee. We get the day going and shit. But now, bro, I'm waking him up. I'm yeah. like, hey, man, <laughs> it's 8 o'clock, sleepy. Well, that's, Get your ass up. That's what's Let's funny. Go. So, like, we talk about the summer, right? So, in the in the summer here, the sun's up at 6.07. The birds are chirping. Yeah, dude. And for me, it's like, yo, well, now it's a little different, but it's like, water the plants. Get in the water. Go to work. Come home. Get back in the water. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you also that? have a military family. But, um, my dad was really weird uh, when I was a kid. For whatever reason, he would get up early and he would start cutting the lawn. And if I was sleeping, he would come down there and I'd hear the whistle. My dad would whistle. They, can he do one of those fucking cool? Oh, yeah. Can you do that? He no. I've he, been trying to figure it out for he 20 years. Use, well, he can use. He can just twist his tongue and you can hear his whistle a mile away. And that was, you know, like it's it's dark. I, hear dad's whistle we're either in trouble or get your ass home right but he would do it in the morning and he would like get your ass out of bed and um i got raked over the coals so i think there's a kind of a you know unconsciously you know i'm like hey i i need to get my ass up or move well i think i think there's also um i think there's also this thing that you know, we've, we've, By the way, we've been on these cigars. Yeah, for these a while. are I fucking. I'm, a, I'm almost done. I'm but, about an inch left. But well, we'll get another one going. You talk more but than me, but what I, I'm saying is, I think there's this thing, especially when sunlight's out. I want to be up. You can do. You can do more. The days are longer. You 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 get a little more right. I can't tell you, dude. I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving the office at three thirty. And these past two weeks, you know, it's been gloomy and it's fucking dark. I hate it last week. And it's week. like, fuck, man. Like, that's you why can't I had even... so much energy yesterday. I'm like, right. It's like, it was sunny as shit yesterday. It was awesome. Beautiful yesterday. But it's like, you know, get home, right? Even if we're podcast, assuming our podcast, get home, we're meeting up later. I can get home, get in the gym, get out, get dressed, go outside, light a cigar. The sun's still out. I don't gotta turn lights on. I don't gotta light a fire. I got you don't have to do any of that shit. Like you're just good to go until seven. You know what's crazy? Is when I moved to Utah, we lived in Midway. Um, 
which is on the Wasatch back. If you go over, that's the eastern, uh, I'm sorry, the western side of Wasatch, the sun goes down because of the mountains if you're in, in um, Midway. Or if you're on the eastern side, you get another hour. So where I built my first spec cabin at 7,000 feet, in June and early July, I'm not shitting you. We're up there at people's houses partying, and the sun doesn't go down till 10 o'clock. That's wild. That is oh, that's awesome. the thing. Oh, that's the thing I wanted to ask you. I don't want to. I'm not going to draw this back into night country. I don't want to get back on that. But oh yeah, could I you imagine 65 no, days no, of no, no. And so Wahini asked me that, and I was like, okay, so this is a very somber moment. I'm going to say it. It's really weird, but. Do you why do you know why like the northern hemisphere has like the highest alcohol alcoholism rates and suicide rates? Yes. Dude, I don't want to have clothes on. Okay? Bundled up and the only light that I get for 2 months is that I would go insane. I would go yeah. insane. That's that's insane. How, what the hell are you How talking about, about? The same fucking shit all my brothers cuz my senior year you know, I got um, asked to be with the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Um, we were doing a tour, and we were going to play football in Europe. Right? So I didn't go because I signed, and I was with the Chiefs. I had to go into Chiefs camp when they were over in Europe. These guys are fucking calling me at 2 in the morning. Right. Woo! <laughs> it's like, it's like and they're in Finland, and it's like 2 in the morning, and the sun is up. And fucking party time. Right, yeah. The morning, and the sun's up. And they're calling me. I'm like, God damn, are you kidding me? That's crazy. No, man, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. Like, that's almost like too much sun. Just permanently in, in that in that setting, dude. But I, I can handle the sun. But darkness. Um, I, I and my mom is the same way. I'm not a depressive kind of guy. But seven days of no sun can that's, bring me down a little bit. Well, it bring anybody down. A right. Bit. <laughs> we were just talking about this true detective the average temperature average is 18 below and i'm watching this show and these guys you know i obviously you get used to the cold but they have clothes right that you know you get used to it but i i just don't see it man i that is super cold super dark and no wonder there's some bizarre shit happening in Antarctica. I, I just don't. It takes a special kind of person to be there because that, that's just batshit crazy. I cannot imagine it. I have to have, it's like a plant. I, you have to have some uh, light going on. Um, I don't know. Weird. Well, we're here doing the granddad bonded. And I, I would give a little edge to this over Melody. Now we've got one more, which is the Jack Daniels bonded, which I'm really interested. I saved that for the last because we're not big Jack Daniels guys, but we really thought this was pretty good and we've set it aside. I bet we haven't had it in eight, nine months. So I'm, I'm gonna be interested to see out of these three where that tags in tonight, um, but that's forthcoming. I'm gonna go ahead with another cigar. That, that one, I don't know what time we're in here. I don't know. I'm guessing an hour. Uh, yeah, we're about an hour 50. I'm going to go with another one here. 
All Saints. I think this is the dedicated one. Mark will know. Um, but I'm going to light this guy up um, and give this a shot. I was just telling them I'm interested because we're finishing here in a minute our old granddad. And then we've got Jack Daniels, which I think we had maybe nine months ago. And, and we were... We were like not disappointed. It was not bad. It's going to be interesting to see what that tastes like uh, against these other two. But I'm lighting up uh, All Saints. Dedication. I think this is dedicated. Yeah, dedication. Yeah, dedication. Th this is out of out of his stuff. This is one of my favorite, and he gave us the last time we saw him. By the way, um, Mickey is it Mickey Pay? Mm-hmm. Because I know I got I got confused. You mixed with, up Brian McGee and Mickey I, I know Payne. I did yeah. I did. And we got I a podcast felt, with Brian McGee uh, next I month. I felt stupid. I felt stupid about it, but they both have recognizable names. But I think this is the best cigar in his line. And I have to be honest, I think I got these. He gave us a couple the last time we were with him. Yeah, we because we joked the last time we did the podcast, we were smoking the box press dedication. I think he's like, well, yeah. I've got this short pyramid that's amazing. Is that the Colorado? Yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Anyway, yeah. I uh, I think I got this, and hopefully there's going to be a time we'll go down and see John again together and uh, spend a day down there, and you'll get to go to um, uh, Smoke... Uh, Smoker's Abbey. Smoker's Abbey. Yeah. Because you'll really dig that totally low-key. I mean, I would say his place... Is is very kind of Grand Crewish, um, okay. Not as cool as Grand Crew, but just totally low key. But it's it's a very um, cool atmosphere. He's always got some nice stuff on his little bar, and he's got just a plethora of different um, goodies in there. And this was one he had in there, so I think he had five or something left in a box that I bought. Nice, him. but. Right. Um, I was thinking about this. Um, I'm going to start with one and segue into another one. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we didn't do our top five spirits and cigars of 23 this year. But I think we did talk last year about how that's really kind of difficult because uh, a lot of our, and we, you know, we always keep our cigars out of it because that's kind of biased, right? But it's kind of difficult because a lot of our, favorites all come from a couple of companies you know and we do bounce around we do try a few here but i wanted to ask is there one that particularly stuck out last year from cigar wise cigar wise yeah let's start there let me think about that because i i i want to talk about bourbon for a second and let me think about that okay yeah, because yeah, yeah i one thing that really stuck out this year for me which is so surprising um is when I first had Peerless, I just did not care for it. And I'd had a couple different bottles, and then I was at a Paul Cast bourbon party, and I had a single barrel, and I think it was um, Orange Truffle. It was absolutely fabulous. I couldn't get my hands on it. I was so close when right. I went and visited <laughs> Peerless. But this year, with Peerless, in my mind, stands out because I was able to get a hold of... Um, we had a double oak bourbon. No, uh, yes. Had a double oak bourbon, and yep. we had a double rye. Double oaked rye. Double oaked rye. Yeah. 
And then we had, I was able to get a hold of a bottle of High Rye, which I thought you had got the double, when you pulled that up the other night when you went down, I thought you had got one of the double oak ryes, but you got the high rye. No, nah, that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you brought that up. Now, Because it's the one over, that's got the dark gray label to it, right? Well, it's got kind of a dark blue and red. Or blue and gray, red. Yeah, sure. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and now I had a Dean's Liquor, and I didn't buy one, which is ridiculous. I don't know why I didn't buy one. But they've got a bourbon, a peerless bourbon. And I had it, and it was really good. He's got some bottles. I'm going to make my way over maybe this week and, and grab one. But I just really have come to the conclusion that I really like what they're doing down there. And that was kind of my standout, not necessarily my favorite of the year. But all in all, I've got four or five bottles of Open Peerless now, which I would have not three years ago thought that that would be the case. And well, and that's always that, not some great that funny story that we've joked about forever is I remember your anniversary party that day. I've talked about this a bunch. This is probably three, four years ago now. And I remember I, I pulled over. I got Jay and I a nice bottle of wine. I was like, I know they'll love that. And then I was like, fuck, man. Like, that's probably just, been three years ago. There's a, more than that. Or I, yeah, fucking... I always, like, pre-COVID. I mean, it's pre-COVID. Four, it was pre-COVID. That's four years, Yeah, right? it's pre-COVID, yeah. The plan here hadn't even started yet. This plan hadn't even started yet. Yeah. We, you know, but... um, And definitely... And I grabbed that Peerless bottle, and I couldn't remember. I was like, man, he said Peerless a lot. And then I come here, and it was like, oh, shit, you I hate Peerless a lot. <laughs> but I tried it, and I really did like it. We had I'm it again uh, a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, a no. good bottle. But I would think the other one for us, too, and we it was special because we all got to go there, but... Holiday this year, Ben Holiday was just another big standout because they brought some new stuff out, and um, we got some special bottles at Red X. Yeah, and we that, got to go visit the distillery and did a little tour, and um, I thought those two were really standouts for me. One local, and then one from uh, Louisville. Yeah, mine. If we're sticking bourbon, I was gonna say that high rye towards the end of the year. That definitely. Uh, one, you know, the bottle didn't change at all, but you know, I always joke about that label whoring thing. There is something about that colorway that I just can't get out of my mind. That bluish gray, the red, oh, it's amazing. But I think the bottles, it's more, it's more of, I guess you'd say a brand that I think I bought more of this past year than I had was Maker's Barrel or Stave Collections. I don't think any of those have missed, and I had more of those this year than I had. The best one that still sits in my mind was I know that exactly what you're gonna say. hand in glove or yep. hand in bean or whatever out there in Lee Summit. still have a little of that down in the, and that's probably your bottle you left here, but. No, I have two bottles. There's one bottle here and one bottle in my house. Oh, okay, because yeah, I yeah. know we, we've yeah. been doing And then there was another maker's mark that you got a hold of that's down there too that is a little left. Um, but I bought, dude, I bought, like, I bought that one, I bought, we got two of those, then I got a Total Wine one, I got a Dogwood one, uh, and then, uh, where did we get the fucking other one from? The Blondes, didn't we get? Bourbon the- and Blondes, we still have half that bottle, still have that. We're gonna try and hook up with them again this year, too, they, they, they're doing their growing stuff, and it'd be real. I think they're gonna do another one of those group picks with, uh, that same company again, I think. Uh, that'll be really cool. Oh, I do have some fun news as far as bourbon. Um, um, you know, my buddy in Oahu that had the Paniolos and the Green Hornets, he just picked a barrel of Knob Creek. 
So we're going to get that. It'll probably be July, but we'll get it in July. I'd like to revisit that Remus that I got from Jeff's Famous Bar. Mm. I need to follow up with him again. And uh, I went and left cigars for him. And maybe it was too soon to get hooked up with him for one of his bourbon events. But that was a funny conversation. I'd like to. (laughs) I need to go back down and, um, you know, get with him. We need to go to Hill again and um, push that a little bit and see what's going on there. But. I think Jeff's famous bar. I, I really love that bar. You, you're familiar with it. Yep. I think the owner does time. a great job. And I thought that Remus that I got for him, I think it was $65. It was a hand pick. I've not seen any hand picks by Remus. I I've, know so in. this is what was funny about that is, is I remember when you pulled that out, I was like, oh, Remus. I've had some of those George Remus. I don't know. But then you said that, and I started looking a little bit. You know, I am. I'm well, we've got that repeal reading. down in my basement that's really good, too. That's That was good, too. But that reserve? Barrel picks on it. I'm like, you know, the barrel picking thing used to be really unique, right? But now everybody, and I love that. I love the fact that, because I don't think yet, um, I'm pretty sure we could pass this around to any person that drinks Bourbon, I, when I say religiously, I hopefully that's not taken like you're some kind of alcoholic or something, but uh, you drink a lot of bourbon, right? And you find your favorites. And I don't think, like, I'll stay with those makers, stave, stave, stave collections. Not a damn one tastes the same. Right. No barrel pick I've ever had tastes like another barrel pick. There's all those unique, fun little differences. Um, like, we even, uh, I think it was last, was last week? Yeah, it was last week. We retouched on that. Bissinger's Four Roses. Well, that's another thing I was going to say. We've kind of gotten away from, and they do a very similar thing with their OSB, and they have, you know, letters. Yeah, I still don't understand that. Well, they you have, know. there's a chart that they give you, and it tells you when you're picking those out, like like staves, they do a very similar thing, like OSBV or whatever, whatever that combination is. And then, um, but they do a very similar, but we've, we, lately have not done a lot of Four Roses. Um, yeah, but the problem is, I guess it's not a... <laughs> this is going to sound funny when I say it, It's not a problem to have. You have some of the most hard-to-find Four Roses. Look, I know we've opened some fucking expensive bottles. <laughs> I don't think we can open any of those. But we've had Single Barrel. We've had Small Batch, Small Batch Select, Small Batch Reserve. Uh... Well, Al Young was the best of all. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You've got, and those now, fuck, dude. There are certain things. like $2,500. Certain things that I sit back and kick myself in the ass for. When I had opportunities to pay what they cost on an invoice for these things, and I just never fucking did it. Yeah, but I I didn't know. I was one week from getting my peppy, peppy, peppy. Yep. And that didn't work out. But (laughs) it is what it is. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got some. I think the last goodie I got down there was a bottle of the um, um, wild turkey, the one, the rye, and the big beautiful green box. Mash. How do you throw a box away like that? I mean, it's just crazy. You can't. I mean, it's well. So I I did this too. Like there are certain boxes that just get in the fucking way, you know. But like, actually, I get the only well, with the exception of Booker's and Little Book, I leave all those in the boxes. Well, you do too. Leave them all in the boxes. But like my McAllen Estate, my Fire and Wind collection, uh, the Rare Cask, all that, those are all in the boxes. Yeah, mine too. You know, because I don't, I don't drink Scotch. 
much anymore. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I still go buy them. I did buy a bottle. I got a bottle of 18, and I got a bottle of... Uh, um, uh, I don't waste my time with those. But rare. if I was going to open one again, would be the purple. The purple box. Uh, the, although the blue... I only have the... I think I have another... I think I have a purple and a blue. Um, there was a green one. Yeah, so I have a, I have a, edition six is green. I've got and one all open. Those, I, I, I'm all in and on another. That. You know what's fucked up that I just thought about? There was no edition last year. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But I got to start paying a little more attention to scotch because I need, we need to bring, I need to, I want to introduce that in. I want to do a scotch episode again. But Let the problem is now we got your fucking palate for scotch starts at $300. Yeah, go figure. And here's another thing. Speaking of my palate, um, last night we went to this really nice place, but it's totally like Black Mountain Wine Shop down off of Boyle. It's kind of on the eastern side of Central West End, and they had some wine. So I, I don't drink a lot of wine, but I can get in a wine groove. I'm really interested, and we already talked about this, and doing The Prisoner. Yeah. I want to revisit that because I just saw they put out two more that hit my phone the other day. There's two uh, other. Of, what, of High West? Y yeah. Okay, so I've got, so I can bring. It's two new. I don't have any of those. finished in some High West. Yeah, and you see the black bottle? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what they were called, something like that. Yeah, I, so I can bring. I've but got I would like to drink Prisoner. Some I've got Prisoner, the wine. The uh, I, be I believe it's a. Cab. Please don't shoot me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's a cab. It's just got one of the coolest labels on it. And um, and then you've got the High West Prisoner, right? No. Or do I? I don't, I don't have You do. You told me do you I had a case of them. Of the bottles? Of wine. You said you had... Oh, the, I've got the wine. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I've got the wine. No, the prisoner's share, I don't. Okay, that's I what tried, I was talking we, about. Yeah. But we yeah. were lucky enough. I've had it at Sybil's. You had a guy <laughs> that came to Super Bowl. Yeah, last year. Who brought year. some that's right. yeah. um, to our party. Um, but outside of that, Sybil caught on real quick when I asked her about it. She's like, oh, that yep. bottle hasn't been opened in two months, and you're asking about it? It yep. must be something special. Well, so here's the, the deficit you've created with Sybil. Yeah, she knows. On top of the positive. So um, her and I were talking the other day, We were because we were talking about how we're moving that event to March and all that, and we, we just got into a conversation. And she was freaking out about the hydrometer on her. Um, and I was like, babe, how are the cigars are doing great? Bovidas are awesome. I'm like, I'm going to rip that thing out. They put a fucking sticker over it. Stop staring at it. It's annoying. Yeah. She's like, well, is it broken? I'm like, here's the thing with analog hygrometers. I could have set the humidor down a little heavy. Uh, has somebody, because you see how her, her entrance room gets, right? Somebody it's right could by have, the door. Somebody could have nudged the damn thing. And it's also right by the door. And it, But if you offset that, so the way those things, I'm sure you know, but the way those things work is there's that moisture reader in the back of it. You know how a compass works, right? It's a screw. A back weight, a magnet in the front, and it's supposed to follow, you know, the magnetic pool of the Earth, right? These things kind of work the same way, only it's got a sponge in the front. When that sponge dries up, that needle gets real hot, right? The more moist it is, it flexes up or down. You nudge that thing, 
and that sponge bends or that mask pulls back, it might tell you it's 10% humidity in the damn thing. It might, it might, it might never move off 45 because I think they started at 45. You know, they're terrible. They're, they're horrible. But um, so uh, that was great. So we're gonna do, we're gonna do that, and then. Um, but the deficit you've created is, and she talks about it all the time, like all the time. That you, you built the bourbon there. You kind of helped her into it, and, and and she obviously used her contacts and things like that and built it out. And for the longest time, we used to be able to go in there and eat. I know you did it. I've done it. Hey, can I get that? Oh, yeah, no one else is drinking it. Right on. Cool. Now it's like, what's that? It's like, why are you asking? Oh, I've never seen it before. Know, you try to bullshit. She's like, mm-hmm. Then she goes to that computer real quick, brings it. The first one's on me. I'm like, what was that? I want the whole bottle. Come on. Listen, she does her homework. Any of these guys, she spends time with them. They bring in the bottles. And she writes notes because she has sent them to me. Just like what she went through with, um, I, I think it was bare bone, or um, the bones one that... The vodka? No, no, no. no. The bourbon. Um, oh. It's the bones, the ones like backbone, backbone bourbon. I've got oh, a 15 Oh, uh, the year. Russian brought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's MGP. But she had a rep bring in like five bottles and she took notes and she keeps all that shit. Yeah. She's very efficient of sitting down and trying stuff and writing notes on it. So she's no slough. She kind of knows. But I just think, and I never asked her for that bottle, but, you know, they don't want to give up what, what is unique. And um, I, I... I think that's smart. You keep those bottles up there that people haven't seen, and then when they ask about them, you can tell them the story and whatever. And um, not that that happens a lot here. No, but, but you get you get to have your fun with it, and I think that's the best part. But um, so we did push off our February event with Sybil, but we will be back in uh, March. I think we're doing a late March event there, and that will be the Jefferson's Ocean Barrel release, which yeah, because she pretty she got a barrel. Fucking stoked about that. Yeah. But I think in all tens and purposes, she'd like to do two events with us down there this Yeah. This so we're doing March year. and July. Right. At least. You know, we'll see. But all right. So to wrap this up, I want to end with this conversation. I want to bring this back up. We do this once a year. We haven't done it yet this year. If we go ahead and get it out of the way. Um, celebrities that you would have a cigar with well I know we've talked about this before I still we've said it on the show I had scheduled to be with Arnold yeah and smoke with him but that got canceled because he had a heart issue so still would love to smoke with him but I think it would be uh, fun as shit to be with uh, uh, Stallone too because he's a smoker and I know he loves his cigars. That would be fun. Yeah. And he, you know, we could talk about all his shit. Hundred percent hilarious. Yeah. Um, reason I bring that up is Aficionado has been kind of under fire a little bit because they had uh, Mark Wahlberg on the cover. Oh my God. And uh, no, no cigar in hand, no cigar during the interview. No, you're, you're a cigar aficionado, right? Like. For God's sake, you had Nick Jonas on the cover, and he smoked cigars. Right? He's a Jonas brother. He's a Disney kid, right? Um, 
so I came back and I wanted to kick it around. I was thinking about this, you know, and to get back into football a little bit, it would be fucking amazing if we get one day with the Kelsey brothers and the way we did it, or maybe two days. So do we even know? Do they smoke? Hear, hear me out. Hear me out here. So we do uh, a Friday with us. We go to dinner, and then we go hit some cigar lounges, and they get to fill out the cigar side with us. And then a Saturday uh, Cincinnati Bearcat football game with the two of them, and we do beer and tailgate their way with them. And see if maybe we can turn the Kelsey Bills on to cigars. Now, this will never fucking happen. But do we even know if they smoke cigars? We don't, but what if we got them to smoke cigars? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'd have to maybe ask some questions around on that. I don't know. Can I, I mean, we could definitely know. I mean, we know. I don't know they're drinking. Well, I know um, Casey. Or, um, oh, they both drink. They both drink. Or are they beer guys? That's pretty much... I don't know. Well, Jason does shots out of a bowling ball, so he's in. He's down. He's down. I don't know, but... I don't know what Travis... Is Is he a big beer guy like his brother, or is he... Yeah. Hey, shit, I didn't, I didn't even know Taylor was a drinker. Every time they show her, she's got a goddamn drink in her hand. Well, beautiful. I'm fucking down. Sounds great. Um, no, I think I think that'd be really cool. I... I I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something out here that's going to maybe throw some people... I don't know how many... You know, anyway, it doesn't matter. I, quite honestly, I just don't find the Swifty. I she does nothing for me. Oh, me neither. I'm a at absolute all. zero on yeah, that. Yeah, I look. She's a beautiful if girl. She was in a room and I didn't know her, or whatever, and I was single, and I would not even. I'd walk right. Past hey, she's her. a she's a, a a pretty girl. She's a beautiful girl. I mean, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, she's but not my the uh, things deal. that I lunge for. She doesn't have any of it. No. So um, you know, but, but good for Travis. Yeah, dude, fuck yeah, man, I love it. Um, they seem to be genuinely got something going on there. Hey, that's that's some real shit right there. I don't care what anybody says. I love it. I, uh, I it's cool. Um, but I'm I'm really interested. Um, things like, you know, Yellowstone. The the next half of Yellowstone's coming out this year, right? So we're gonna see the end of John Dutton. And then you got this McConaughey thing that's coming into place, right? Which I hear it is not maybe happening. I, McConaughey and I heard Sheridan have butted heads, and that may not going to be happening. Because you know he's a little prima donna. All right, all right, all right, right on, right on, man. Hey, anyway. let's go, baby. Get over it. I want it like, anyway. I don't know if I can um, put up with this dude. But I would, I would, I would like to see, and I'm hoping. You know, Mayor Kingstown's coming back, um, and then you've also got uh, shit. What was Stallone's? His Sheridan show. Tulsa King. Tulsa King. Tulsa King. Tulsa, Tulsa, whatever it is. Yeah. So has been one of my favorites. The he'll be back. He'll be back smoking his gangster ass. He'll, he'll be back smoking. Um, I want to see. You know, we've talked about this. Uh, I, I want. I think I want to see some more cigar smoking in shows, man. I think. Well, I'm thinking about start starting the Soprano around. series over again from start. I've done that twice. It's awesome every time. Well, they've got it available again now and I thought about starting it all over again and that, that would be fun yeah by the way I this cigar that. um I'm kind of surprised it's smoking for me kind of mild I 
I'm not getting a lot of spice out of this. Do this you is, remember last time you smoked it? Is it? I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. I don't. Probably two, three months ago, I grabbed one. I don't even. I haven't smoked it in a while. But I haven't had this in my humidor more than a, a year or two. But yeah. the retrohale is really good. There's not as much spice in here as what I thought. It's very good. I like it. It's got some great flavor, but I thought it was spicier. But in saying that, why don't we finish these? Because before we end, I had talked to these guys about, let's try to get this bond in and see, because initially we like this. So I'm curious what this right, bond well, is going to be like. Let's go ahead and get that bonded poured. And then uh, we'll take a little restroom break. Hey guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle. And don't forget that as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop in my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands. So you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. All right, we're back, and we've got this bonded poured. Let's give this a shot, because yeah, I, I talked uh, about, I just wanted to fulfill this three and see, see where this is. I'm not hating on it. One thing I will say, <laughs> I think I have this a knee-jerk reaction every time that Jack Daniels is in a glass that I go back to being 11 and it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. But this did it again, man. Um, <clears throat> it's vastly different than the other two. It is. Uh, this does it's my have least favorite more of, the three. of that, that dustiness to it. Yeah. And it's got more of that... Uh, it always sounds bad when I say this. I don't mean this in bad. It's got that cough syrup kind of yank on the back of your tongue that that density that lilac kind of feel um but again i think i said this the first time we had this for jack daniels if if somebody poured it randomly i don't know that you could say it was jack daniels you know i i think it's that good it's that it's that good it's better than that long branch i had the yeah. other night that was we i'm telling you and you looked at me we Dude, had that's that the long worst branch of, of shit I've had in and a I'm long time. And I would have believed you and been pissed if that bottle had been open. But I watched her take the damn wrap off it and pop it. That was horrible, dude. It was not Long Branch. And I like Long Branch. I know I've had it with you. Yeah, I like Long Branch. It's not bad. It's Jim Bean. I mean, come yeah. on. It's yeah, Yippee Kai. Yeah, Jim Bean. Long Branch is the fucking. Uh, that was horrible, man. Long Branch is. Uh, um, Oh, it's a. Wild I don't know turkey. what happened it's to that bottle, turkey. but something happened. But just to wind this up with our, our peeps, I, I out of those three, I really lean um, Medley Brother, Great Granddad, probably a little. I I would have gone with that a little more. Yeah. And that Jack Daniels definitely three. If, if I if I if I'm gonna pick, I'm not even gonna finish that. And we're gonna we'll recap. Okay, well let's have something else because I'm not finishing that either. I'm glad we did that. Well, Thank we've you. got yeah. Well, I have right there. I'll do any one of those. Yeah, games. yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna shoot, I think I'm gonna agree with you here. Um, 
but what I'm going to do is I'm going to tie up Medley and Granddad, though, because I almost... Th- is that Granddad bottle as old as that Medley bottle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, never mind. I'm going Granddad. Uh, yeah. I, I think that that old Granddad for these bonded here... And did you tell the prices for all three of these? Um, I think they're all within the $20 range. Yeah, I think... Yes, I do. That's got to be, because the bonded bottle I have is the... The fucking is this one? It's like that fucking wide. Oh, okay. And that was like forty-eight. So that's somehow I've be. got two of those. I don't know how I got two. Probably, maybe you left. Yeah, one probably somebody left, left one. Somebody left one. Um, yeah, I would. I would probably say I think. I think Granddad steals the show here. That is. That is. And that's still made, right? That's not like it's gone. Yeah, and I've heard that time in and time again. Another one that I'd like to revisit down the road is, um, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but it's the 1843. Um, there's an 1843, which has a tie to Pappy Van Winkle. Um, he made that for a grocer, I want to say here in St. Louis, this 1843. And it's the original David Nicholson. David Nicholson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's, I don't know the dates, there's a white one and there's a black one. Right, and that is the reserve. I yes. think that's 100 proof. Right. I don't know if it's bottle and bond. But I think it's a hundred proof. When and I get home, I'll look. I've I don't it. have the reserve. I'm out of it. But at some point, uh, we should revisit those two again. It would be fun uh, because it's kind of a St. Louis tie, and it's tied to Winkle. And have we ever? We've never done any Pappy Van Winkle on any of our shows. We've not because I think I've talked enough about how much I don't like any of it. Yeah, but um, but your poor man stuff. I've had fifteen, and it's good. Maybe we can find somebody. Who has a bottle and we, we can do could that. trade some pours and maybe we could have them on the show and we can, can do that. bring it to the show. We can do that because I'm, you know, I'm not gonna. It's just even the um, there's there's Pappy Van Winkle and then there's Van Winkle. There's Rip Van Winkle is ten year, right? And, and even that bottle now, Pappy, 12, which you 15, pay a hundred bucks for that. Um, that's probably their low end, and now those are two three hundred dollars uh, a bottle, and I've always been so close to getting one of those. The only ones that I have is I have the 12 year, which is uh, lot B or whatever. I don't know why it's always like that, but it's the Van Winkle lot. And then I have the 23, which obviously I'm not opening that because right. everything I've ever heard is it's not good. But whatever, it's always well, the one that's the most money. That's like yeah. four or five grand. Let's now. let's save our pappy. Loves and disses for that episode because we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. We can make that happen in February. I would think we could probably get away with planning and doing that with Paul Cass because he's got okay. some of the biggest connections I know. And then um, let's get that with him, and then I'll I'll pull out some some we gotta talk yeah we'll pull some shit out yeah we got some stuff. All right, so everybody, Mahal, thank you so much. We are gonna do our uh, cut it and light it or let it burn out episode for the podcast now. Uh, or for the Patreon, sorry. Uh, but thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I really liked the the fun the fun talk today. This was fun. Yeah, we covered yeah. everything from bathrooms to you know the Chiefs game and to being a fucking bag boy. And being a bag being boy. A bag boy. I was a bus boy, and it all worked out good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So from the Viking Mahalo guys, thank you so much. We will see you next week. Um, who knows what we got going on? We'll find out when we get on next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. It'll be pre Super Bowl. It'll be pre-Super Bowl, so there's going to be a lot of... A few days, Super Bowl, whatever. A few days, yeah. Yeah. But uh, from the Bourbon Cowboy, as always, thanks for listening. We love you guys, and giddy up.